This is Alma the Santa. Eric Newman. Eric Hansen. This is Ernesto Perez Carrillo. Hi, this is Glenn Case. Nick Perdomo. Nicholas Perdomo Jr. This is Jerry from Ben and Jerry's. This is Jim Young from Davidoff of Geneva. This is the Cigar Authority. <laughs> the authority. Are you saying pal? On everything cigar. <laughs> in. I get it. And out of the cigar industry. I know what it entails, and I'm ready to nail it. With your host. She knows you're, you're funny. David Garofalo. How funny how? Like I'm a clown, I amuse you? What the f***? so funny about me, don't Mr. Jonathan. Damn it, who typed a question mark on the teleprompter? For the last time, anything you put on that prompter, Burgundy will read. Very stunned. Sportos and motorheads, geeks, bloods, wasteoids, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. And Chuck Morrison. I am 35 years old, and I live in a van down by the river. It's time to light him up. <laughs> it's time. You really are a funny guy. For the cigar authority. Light him up, light him up, light him up, everybody. April 4th, 2015, broadcasting live from the Lafleur Dominicana Cigar Studios, high atop Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. And today, it's the freaking Catalina Wine Mixer. And uh, that's what we call it. It's the Cigar Authority's fifth anniversary. Can you believe it? Five years, I cannot. We'll go through some of the highlights and some of the lowlights of the past five years. We'll see how we stack up against other industry stats, and we'll look to the future of the Cigar Authority. Uh, if you know the cigar industry very well, uh, there's been lots of changes in the past five years. There has been here on the Cigar Authority also. Yes. We'll talk about them and many uh, surprise guests that we're going to have on the show, uh, actually two of them, as uh, we celebrate our fifth year. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. You are listening to the Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location this week, high atop the worldwide headquarters of Two Guys Smoke Shop here in tax-free Salem, New Hampshire. And we're the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist. We demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on YouTube, iTunes, and SoundCloud where you can set it and forget it on all three. And uh, before we get started, this is a celebration of the Cigar Authority's 50th anniversary, but I'd like to dedicate this show to our friend and co-worker, Adam Weeks, who we lost this week. Yeah. Uh, we love you and miss you, Adam. And uh, we'll uh, we'll leave it up to uh, leave it to that uh, for now. So uh, this is a celebration, and uh, what way to celebrate than with champagne? That is what a celebration is about, champagne. So let's do that, uh, Jonathan. You were there right from the get-go. A little bit later for you, Chuck, and uh, many, many years later for you, Barry, although we'll talk about uh, you made a, uh, uh, a little jump into the Cigar Authority early on. Uh, who's to know you were going to end yeah, up? I uh, know we'd wind up here. Really, really. So uh, this is supposedly good, uh, good champagne here. This is the uh, clique, the widow clique. She was a widow, and I actually went to a champagne tasting uh, years ago. Everybody on duck. Really. Somebody's going to poke an eye out with this thing. It's all fun and games until somebody loses an eye. There we go. Do it. Here it comes. Bam. I may have made the camera go crooked. Right. <laughs> you hit the camera on that one. <laughs> so a little champagne, a little champagne. Uh, and we are going to smoke today the champagne of cigars. Yeah, we are. And it's Perdomo champagne. So we'll do that, too. So give, make sure you get one of these to Chuck. 
Five Holy. years. Oh, my Five God. years going. Can you believe it? It actually works out because I can't drink champagne currently, so yes. I'm going to pass this over Barry, to Chuck. Oh, thank you, Barry. Barry is a little uh, sick himself. So uh, I went with the ones in the tube, so we have actually something to remember today by. Nice. And we keep the uh, empty tube and say this was from our fifth year anniversary. Perdomo Champagne, a uh, great cigar to celebrate. Barry, what do you know about Perdomo Champagne? Well, the award-winning and highly acclaimed Perdomo Reserve 10th year anniversary, a.k.a. the Champagne. The cigars are blended using well-aged Cuban seed filler and binder tobaccos grown exclusively by the Perdomo family, and it features a six-year-old U.S. Connecticut wrapper. Today, we are smoking the Magnum 50 Tubo, which measures 6x50 and retails at twoguyscigars.com for $7.49. So when you take it out of the tube, it has cellophane on it, and it has a unique cellophane that's only used in Perdomo Champagne, which is a gold-colored Champagne colored. Yeah. And this is a wood based cello that I, I believe, and we'll have Nick on in, in a little while. Asking. There you go. Might as well just spill the beans. But that's the way he is, folks. That's the way he is. But that's what we love about him. That's part of the part of his um, call, charm. We'll call it that. Yeah, that's what it is. But anyways, it is a wood based uh, cello. You can you can light it on fire. It tastes it smells like burning wood. All right, it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand that while all other cigar brands were raising prices, it was Perdomo and Perdomo only that cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. And let's do that. Let's cut above the cap on here so that we uh, don't unravel the cigar in any way. And we'll uh, give it a smell. Very sweet on the foot. Yeah. (laughs) A little sweetness on it. Easy draw. Easy draw and a spicy raisin. Note on the they draw test every single cigar, so we know it's going to be a perfect one. But we test it anyway, just to make sure. And once again, perfect Absolutely. in every way. So right. we're going to toast this thing up. What do we have? We're going to use the Lotus Armada lighter. This looks like a razor? handheld razor. Uh, it features electric razor looking. It does. It features a, two onboard bullet cutters and two different gauges: a 20 gauge and a 35 gauge. I just made that up. Yeah, uh, <laughs> going a, with it anyway. Yeah, it's a triple jet lighter, and uh, this thing has a big-ass tank on it, I'll tell you what. It's a big lighter. It's a tweener. It's between a table lighter and a um, lighter for your pocket, awful big lighter for your pocket. But um, Better have a thick belt or a pair of suspenders or possibly both if you're carrying this. Here we go. This pocket. is a big guy's pocket lighter. Here we go. Because you pull out one of those little lighters as a big guy, you just look like a dink. And if you were out there with a whole bunch of guys hanging out or something, this is enough butane in here for everybody. Interesting yeah. thing about the word dink. Do you yeah. know what it means? No, I just know it's a New Hampshire thing. A dink is a well-dressed boy. That's a dink. Well, that's not what we mean. About <laughs> yeah, it's not. I'm what just I mean letting you know what it means. Think. Yeah, <laughs> maybe in the Urban Dictionary or something like that. So on the on the three jets that come out of here, it's pretty interesting. They're not in a circle or in a triangle, but they're actually across from each other. But the two ones on the end are pointing towards the one in they're the middle. In, so, you, so you still get the pinpoint thing. They've thought of everything, Lotus. They've thought of everything good. on all their lighters, especially this one. So we'll put that right next to the Perdomo Champagne in the tube. And that's what we're smoking. I'll tell you, this is my favorite size of the champagne. What's the ring gauge on this, Barry? Six by 50. Six by 50. That's it, regular Toro. Yeah. Where everybody's coming up with the, the big ring gauges and things like that. Um, 
Perdomo people, they were way ahead of the game. Way we'll ahead. That. Way, way ahead. So how it all began, the Cigar Authority, uh, I remember uh, I was – this is the time of year, early in the year, where I go travel to – Nicaragua, Dominican Republic, or wherever, go see my friends at the factories and see what's going on. And I was reading a book um, on the way home uh, on the plane, and it was saying, you know, these business books sure. I read to try to make myself better. And it said, what you have to become is the authority on the subject of your business. So, um, and some ways to do it. And it would say, you should write about your subject. Blog. Um, you should blog. You should, if at all possible, do radio interviews and things like that. If at all possible, do some television and some video type things of it. And I'm reading this is going on, and I said, okay, I have to be the authority in the subject. I have to become the cigar authority. Yeah. Um, I have to do video. I have to do audio. I have to do blogging. I have to do things. By the time I landed, the whole thing was put together that the cigar authority would come as as a full type thing it's full package yeah so if we're going to do it we're going to do it all the way so um i get back and i bump into you the following day yeah and you said oh you gotta check out my i, I was doing a uh webcast that, yeah webcast uh, wednesdays webcast wednesdays and he would go down his studio which was his basement it's my studio that's and, correct um You'd set up a disco ball or something. Absolutely. Lights going. Lights going and guest DJs. Yeah. It was like a uh, – And set up as turntables or yeah. whatever you call those things nowadays. Those were turntables yeah. at the time. And you'd play music for how long? A couple two of hours. hours. Two hours. Two hours. So I tuned into it, and it was late. It started late. 10 yeah, o'clock 10 at o'clock, night. Yeah. Which for me on a Wednesday night, forget about it. But anyway, I stayed up. Let me see what it is. And I watched it, and I was just amazed that technically it worked. Yeah, and here you were alive, and you had a chat box, and I went on there and said, "I'm I'm on here," and I asked for a request of a song, and you I, played it. Did I? Yeah, I don't usually play requests. Yeah, you played a request. You asked. You asked um, some obscure thing like try to try to. Oh, you know what me. I was doing? I was doing live mashups at the time, so I would have people pull out two songs that don't yeah, go yeah, together. Yeah. And I would try to make them go together and force it just as a fun joke. And most of the time I failed. And once in a while I'd have a, I'd yeah. have a big win. So uh, the next day, I think I either – was the texting going on? I no, emailed, you emailed me. There was no texting. No texting. So I emailed and said, uh, listen, this is what I'm thinking of doing. Are you interested at all? And two seconds later was the answer back. Yes, absolutely. I'm in. I'm in. So uh, you came down and I said, okay, how are we going to do this? And the Cigar Authority was born at that point, and uh, it was uh, at the beginning. I mean, we did a, a show that we never actually aired and never taped or anything. Right. Where we brought, we said we need uh, practice. Yeah, but we also need to be able to fill two hours. So we're going to need somebody that has comedy background. So we hired a comedian, right? And we need a foodie guy, and we. Took Tommy Greller as yep. a co-host on it. You were going to be the producer that was going to make all the uh, things work. Uh, I'll host it and keep the show going. Um, so we did the first show. It was terrible, terrible. Uh, we stayed late at night. Uh, it was Thursday night. Yeah, so it started at 8 o'clock at night or maybe 9 by the time we got it off. Right. And uh, at the end of it, um, the comedian lost his job. Uh, <laughs> it was like, what the heck was this all about? Let's try it again tomorrow. 
and see if we can pull it off. And let's really. So we got the we got the technical part of it. It's going to work. So yep. we're going to really do this, and we're going to run it, and it's going to go off. We're going to do it tomorrow, and. Um, we, you put an intro together. You don't happen to have that, the early intro. I do. I, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. The so, very, very first one, Chuck. Yeah. Now, is this the one this without the reads? Without the reads. Oh, boy. Okay. All right. So this is, uh, this is old school. This is old. This is old and bad. Have a cigar. Everybody is a star. Have a cigar. It's a great tune. Yeah, we were lacking some energy, though. Yeah, the thing would come on, and I'm like, all right, yeah, we're, we're going to hang ourselves now. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you you went with it because it's a cigar. cigar. Yeah. And then in the vault, should we play the uh, the next open that that service? Yeah, or? it's the uh, why not? All right. So See this what? this was uh, Jonathan's production, and uh, this is this is the step up. Live from a cigar store near you, it's the Cigar Authority with hosts Tommy Grello, Mr. Jonathan, and the worldwide authority on everything cigar, David Garup. You made yourself a host right off the bat. Good morning, everybody, and welcome. We are the Cigar Authority, 603-952-4519. The Cigar Authority, Easy Jail 19. It's Tommy Grella. I love Saturday morning. It sounds like you recorded it through a tin can. Well, what happens is that's a recording of a recording right there. We are a two-hour radio show. Chuck had to pull that down and re-render it. Yeah, yeah. It's bad. Bad. Not that it's much better, but it's not. At least now you say light them up, light them up, light them up. That that came much later. Trying to get some energy going. It was, uh, and we did it at ten o'clock in the morning. Oh my god! So we showed up about eight thirty. We made sure I showed up at eight o'clock every single Saturday and waited in the parking lot for people to come in after DJing until all hours. And the the equipment, the amount of equipment was brutal. Mr. Jonathan was a DJ, so we set it up as a DJ board, almost like a full band board. Right. And you had the the we're back to using that now, by the way. Really? That's the original, yeah. That's the original mixer. My God. How we've come full circle. Yes. So whatever ended up working, but we had everything going on. I mean, what a disaster. Multiple uh, computers. Things would crash live. Oh. Trying to connect to radio stations and dropping. Yeah. And so, the, so, so the show starts at 10 o'clock. The doors open of the store at 10 o'clock, and people walk in, and they're, like, bewildered as they walk in with a look in their face. The first show, it's probably that show or, or, or yeah, the other yeah. one. Guy walks in with a parrot on his shoulder, and I'm trying to stay, keep it together and talk about what I'm looking straight forward. And the guy's walking around with a parrot and, and you come, you break it out. I had to say, say so we're just going to make believe like that's not happening. And I'm like, <laughs> there's a man with a parrot <laughs> yeah. at the register and people walking up to us, interrupting us as we were doing the show, talking and to it, us, it would say on the air and stuff. And they go up and say, what's going on here? Where can I find the Perdomo cigars or whatever? And I'm like, <laughs> we're on the air, buddy. You know, it's the second show. Uh, we're we're on and and we're we've got much more professional now. We've got three oh, whole much, much. three whole shows under our belt and we're yeah. feeling good. Yeah. Dave has his stack of paperwork for show prep. Now it's two pages. Yeah, yeah. Stack of paperwork and a guy goes down at the register. Yes, he, he now, passes out. Dave is the owner of Two Guys Smoke Shop first, and he's a host of a radio show slash TV broadcast second. He's torn. Do it? Does he get up? And thank God we oh. had a good staff. And they, they jumped to it, and they got the Put guy him in a up. chair, and, gave him a glass of water. In the meantime, the show's still going on. We're broadcast on seven stations, <laughs> and uh, my eyes are bugged out. I'd like to hear back there because you probably can hear the exact moment of right. the voice change. With, with, you know, uh, what's going on here? Uh, 
It was atrocious. Why don't we hear uh, Chuck's first official promo, the the opening, show opening, the very first oh, real so, one. So okay. well, what would happen is Mr. Jonathan quits. We, and we have that audio, too. Really? Yeah. Oh, let's play that. <laughs> you want to play that one? Yeah. Oh God! All right. So this we'll, we'll, we'll tease this a little bit. This is Mr. Jonathan's like last. Uh, uh, My last day. Your last day. Okay. Why did you say it? Oh yeah. Really? Pre-light. I'm getting a little pear. A little fruitiness, specifically. Absolutely. Pear. Absolutely. I'm 100% with you. Mr. Jonathan, uh, who's been our producer from the beginning, unfortunately, yep. is at the end of his career with our show, and <laughs> I am really going to miss, truly and honestly, as much as I rag on him, I'm going to miss. His assimilations and flavors. Well, he lives local, and he will be around whether he likes it or not. He's going very to unlike by. Dave right there. It's going there. to be hard to stay away. That's what I'm going to say. It's going to be hard Just to guessing. stay away. I and said to Dave this week, I already missed the show. He never left. Never left. Never left. So what he did is of, he, he, we, we hire a producer, you're off the hook, and then you come in, can I sit here? No, <laughs> in, the, in, the same, in the same show, that same show, uh, Tommy and I end up going back and forth with our flavors, because that's what Tommy does, is food with flavors, and you tried jumping in. You have that, you yeah, have that cut, yeah, Chuck? Yeah, we, we can go to that cut. All right. <laughs> you guys. I had cayenne ice cream last year at an event that I was doing. I would love that. And this reminds me of the cayenne ice cream. A little bit of creaminess. I'm still getting a hint of pear skin. Oh, on, on the front of my palate. Yep. Some cinnamon <laughs> in the middle. It's <laughs> in, in the very back. The cayenne from the cayenne ice cream. I can't, you know, I can't believe this, but again, your palate's unbelievable. It really, his palate is really tremendous. Maybe someday you guys take a day off from the show. I fill in. I could be Tommy. I could be Dave. Yeah, I well, don't know. I don't know well, about I, that. He had the whole plan of it. When we, did Chinese pea pods come into your mix? Oh, that was much later. Much, much later. Very, very interesting. Uh, what a ride it's been. It, it, it's hard to believe uh, five years. My God, I was, I was saying that this morning to my wife. It's five years. It's amazing. But um, on that first show that we ended up doing, we played the intro of it before, we brought in a guest, um, and we had no social media going on. We couldn't right. tell people in advance. Um, and it was Nick Perdomo. So uh, we asked Nick Perdomo if he would join us for our five-year anniversary. And, of course, he said yes. He because he says yes to everything. A, he's a great, great guy. Uh, on here. Hopefully this works out. Nick Perdomo should be here. Nick, are you there? Yes, sir. I'm here. How do you hear me? There you go. Perfect. Loud and clear. And those that are watching on the video feed of it, uh, you'll see uh, a beautiful background there of Miami Beach um, and how to live large is uh, Nick Perdomo for sure. But well earned, Nick Perdomo for sure. Uh, but thank you for joining us. And uh, let me say a few thank yous. Thank you for uh, being our first guest on the show. Thank you for becoming an advertiser and believing us on us that we were going to continue this and do a good job. Uh, we're trying our best, and uh, we appreciate you believing in, on, in us uh, early on. And uh, thank you for being a friend. No, likewise. Uh, how can you not believe Dave Garofalo and two guys smoke shop? I knew I'd be here five, and I'll, I think I'll be here ten years later. If, uh, God gives me life to, to be here another five years, but uh, you've done a fantastic job. And listen, everything you touch, whether it's a freaking DJ job or a, a, a breakfast house or a cigar shop, you do it right, David. And uh, I'm, I'm proud to be your friend. I'm proud to do business with you. And I don't advertise on many things, but I do advertise on things I believe, and I definitely believe in the cigar. 
There we go. And you and you don't. Uh, Perdomo cigars, you don't see it advertised a lot of places. I would say an underrated cigar only because it doesn't get a lot of ratings because he doesn't advertise. And listen, advertising on, on a lot of magazines and things have to do with sure. advertising of it. But uh, you sure built an empire. There's no doubt about it. El Monstro in Nicaragua. Uh, fantastic place. I watched it evolve as I watched the Cigar Authority, Two Guys Smoke Shop evolve. I was there early on with Perdomo cigars and I watched it evolve into the El Monstro that it is. Congratulations to you and your family for, for what you've done. Well, thank you. I still have a triplicate form with two guys smoke shop on it. So uh, yes. you've been with us from the, you've been with us from the beginning, Dave. You talk about social media. I didn't even have a damn computer at the time, so I know exactly what you're talking about. It is now, amazing. Yeah. Nick, we're smoking the 10th anniversary champagne, specifically the Magnum 50, that Toro size. It's delicious. Did you smoke the cigar first and decide, you know what, this has a little nutmeg to it it has a little bit of champagne kind of taste to it if you could make a champagne out of nutmeg yeah. did you did you just disregard the nutmeg in the in the name or did you yeah. uh, did you have the name first and then blend the cigar what happened was was in the latter part of the 90s uh, we had a brand called Cuban Parejo and my father called me up and we had about 160 boxes of top quality Connecticut shade wrapper and at the time I didn't like it and the reason I didn't like it was I found it to be tart so what happened was we had these wrappers, and they were really very old wrappers. A lot of them were you know, in excess of seven, eight years. It wasn't because of my infinite wisdom. It was because I just wasn't using it. At the time, I was using Sumatra seed wrappers and different Maduro wrappers and Cuban seed wrappers that we were starting to grow in Nicaragua. So my dad made some cigars, and he said these were fantastic. And I talked to a competitor who did a lot of Connecticut wrap cigars. And, uh, I said, I really dislike Connecticut, but my father said these cigars were delicious and so on. They had this creamy flavor, worked really good with Nicaraguan tobacco, but it's unique. And he said, well, you really have the champagne of wrappers because the truth of the matter is Connecticut wrapper that's well-aged is the tastiest wrapper in the world. The reason people don't like it is because it burns raw and it's so expensive. People, as soon as they get it from the box and in the initial sweat, they make cigars with it. And that's been the difference between our Connecticut versus others. It actually has a lot of flavor. It has spice. If you go into a casing room and any of the Perdomo rooms with Connecticut Shade Wrapper, you'll smell that pepper and that almost that honey wheat bread, kind of like what you were talking about, Jonathan. So that's what makes it different. And listen, any tobacco you use, if you don't cure it and ferment it correctly, two things happen. First of all, it doesn't burn well, which unlike Connecticut or Cameron, it does burn from the beginning. But the most important thing is, is the taste. And if you cure and ferment tobacco well, you get some great stuff. Hence, that's why we came out with the name Champagne for that cigar. It's been a winner. It's uh, actually, it's 16th year on the market it continues growing and i thank every one of you out there for letting it go it's it's done so well it pays for the college tuition of both my kids and david will tell you it's expensive as hell so if it's paying for your college tuition it's doing pretty good it is now when you say first sweat just just for our our rookie listeners we got a lot of people that listen to the show because they're trying to learn sure. guys so when you say first sweat what are you referring to basically when the tobacco gets picked it goes into a curing house and the curing house is converting the chlorophyll and letting it dissipate so it turns in these brown and yellow colors. Then what we do is we put it and we give it its first sweater, its first fermentation. What we do is we sort and select the wrappers and we put it in like almost a compost, compost pile of about three to 4,000 pounds. And what happens is biochemically under pressure, that tobacco ferments. And what it does is it's first the tobacco that came from the curing barn is about, about 16 to 17%. What we want to do is we want to sweat that initial moisture from the actual tobacco out 
so we can actually apply water given its fermentation. Believe it or not, what we do with normal wrappers is we swim and then we ferment them. Depending on the time, it could be two, three, four, five years. But in Connecticut or in Ecuador, what they do is they give it its first sweat and then they put it in boxes and people use it. And that tobacco is raw. And any tobacco that's raw is going to be tart. And Connecticut is pretty much, you know, the most it's the, it's the most popular tobacco in the world, in Europe, in Asia, in the United States. But it's been given a, a, a bad kind of a bad word about it because it hasn't been fairly treated. It's not fermented and cured the way it should be like other tobaccos are. And I think the thing that differentiates us is that we do it. To me, if a box has 28,000 leaves and I lose 12 pounds of moisture in three years, so what? The taste and how much does it cost to maintain a customer? And that's what's different. If you smoke a Garofalo or you smoke a Perdomo Reserve Champagne or any great cigar that's got a well-cured and fermented Connecticut shade wrapper, it's going to accent those fillers and binders perfectly. It burns. You can see the combustion. And believe it or not, it has a pretty good nicotine kick on it, and it makes a big difference. It's just the perception because it's a light color that it seems it's going to be mild. It's no different when you date your first girl, and she was really, you know, innocent looking. She had long hair, and when you went in the car, she was crazy. You know, Connecticut's the same way. You know what I mean? Wow. Well, all your cigars, you know, are you blending to your, to your palate? Because you, every one of your cigars, no matter what it is, has a lot of flavor to it. I'm not saying necessarily strength. You have milder in strength and fuller body in strength. But no matter which one, and I can take it down to um, your, your bundle cigars, your Nick Sticks, I mean, all the way to addition to Silvio, loaded with flavor, every single one of them. Is this to your palate? Is that how you blend? No, I blend to what I think you guys will like, and I blend a lot through the thousands of emails that I get daily from not only consumers but retailers. I've talked to you. What what are people liking? You hear me? I always ask you that. The reason I like that is I can't blend on stuff that I think that people that I'm going to like. I might have a different palate. I don't like liver, for example, but some people do. You know, and the reason that we use Connecticut Shade wrappers and sun-grown wrappers and Maduro wrappers on all our brands are is because to me they're the three – Top cuts of steak, no different than a ribeye steak or a New York strip or a filet mignon. To me, those are the three best wrappers, and I use them on all my cigars because if you like a blend and you want to have a little bit of differentiation, which the wrapper imparts, believe it or not, not 70% like some people do, which is absolutely ludicrous, but actually about 10%. That's quite a bit, and you think it's only one leaf of that total circumference of that entire cigar, so it does impart quite a bit of flavor. And um, that's the reason we do that. And, um, you know, it, it makes a huge difference. So what is your favorite Perdomo cigar? My favorite Perdomo cigar, believe it or not, is the one I'm going to smoke today for Adam. And it was his favorite cigar, which is a Perdomo Edición de Silvio Salomón Maduro. And I got my bottle of champagne right here behind me here in Sunny Isles Beach. And what I'm going to do is after I'm done with the show, and I, I'll take as much time as you like, I'm going to sit down with my beautiful bride, and I am going to smoke a Perdomo Edición de Silvio with Janine, and we're going to have a glass of, of champagne on the beach, and we're going to toast because, unfortunately, if I could, I would fly up there Monday to your celebration, but, unfortunately, I can't. But you know I would, Dave. Of course. And uh, we're, we're going to toast and have a cigar to uh, your fifth anniversary, Cigar Authority, and we're going to toast to Adam Weeks. And um, I'm proud to say that I was I was one of your first guests or your first guest. Right. And you guys are doing a heck of a job. And as a cigar maker, I guess my vice president, many of us go on the site and we listen to the show. So that tells you something. 
Yes, yeah. it does. Yes, it does. Um, listen, I, I talked about your early stages, and you start in the um, in your garage, and uh, it's you and your wife, and then you finally get some employees. You move into uh, a little rolling facility that's in uh, Miami, uh, and then you're one of the first person to actually go into and open uh, a new facility in Nicaragua. This is a lot of years ago when people weren't doing it. You send your father down there to live there, and you, you build a factory from there. And I was at the first little teeny factory house. Uh, I have Paul Beasley looking across from me, shaking his head, because he was there too in the early days of it, and just watched you know, the growth and, and the um, it, it's like you had a crystal ball that you knew ahead of everybody else what it was. And everybody seems to follow the exact path of Nick Perdomo. And it seems to people not in the know of, oh, they saw it. But I watched everybody do what you did and look at Esteli, Nicaragua right now from what it was. And it, it is, oh, it's a it, is the, it is the place. So, what, you know, what was the uh, vision of that? What did you see that nobody else saw? Before? And don't say land was cheap either. The vision that we had was um, <laughs> that it, it's the best tobacco in the world. I didn't want to go through the, the strife with all the competition in the Dominican Republic, and I wasn't a real a big fan of, of their tobacco. Not that there's anything wrong with it. It's just I'm, I'm, I like more vibrant, more 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 lively tobaccos. And as a as a boutique cigar maker, which is what I was, which a boutique cigar maker today means a guy has $500 and can fly on an American <laughs> Airlines flight and buy cigars from a factory in Esteli, Nicaragua. That is not what a boutique cigar maker is. One thing that I'm proud of is that every single cigar I've ever sold you, we made, we didn't buy from another middleman and not know, you know, I mean, people today are not working from bale to bale. They're working from leaf to leaf. And that's a, it's disingenuous to, to the retailer and to the consumer. And when I got to Nicaragua, you're right. There were only four facilities today. There's, there's about a hundred, 70 of them don't pay their taxes or pay their health insurance and so on. Yet they're in cigar stores selling in excess of 12 and $15 because there's so many hands that are involved in having to make money on those cigars. And, um, I just think that the cigar smoker should buy from the exact uh, manufacturer who makes the cigars, not by a bunch of different people that got their hands in the till making cigars. I think you know it well, Dave. You've been in the industry a long time. But Nicaragua's incredible. There's zero unemployment. Um, it's doing really well. My workers used to come to work in their feet by walking. Then they came on bicycles, and they came on motorcycles, and we got a lot of cars now, and a lot of taxi cabs are actually driving our workers to and from work, so I'm proud of that. And I'm proud also that our average worker's been with the company for 13.8 years, and the newspaper just came out in Esteli saying the average guy was here for 13 months in most factories. So we have a great workforce in Nicaragua. Nick, what was the onus behind, and if correct me if I'm wrong, You, the only thing that you don't actually produce is the Connecticut wrapper. Every other leaf, every box, every hinge, every strip of cello, every tube you make. What, why is that? Because if you do it yourself, you do it right, John, Jonathan, you know, and uh, what happened was when I had boxes made, they were ill-fitted. When I was getting tobacco, there's an old Italian saying, you pay for the clam, but you get the can. And in the latter part of 1999, I said, I can't do this anymore because no good deed goes unpunished. I spend the most on tobacco. You know, I, I spend a lot of money in poundage. I try to buy from the best box manufacturers. But nobody's going to do it right unless you do it yourself. And my mom always said, if you want something done right, it's better if you if you do it yourself. No different. I can tell when a cigar store is going to be 
if, it's, if a guy opens up a cigar store and he hires a $7 an hour kid and he goes to work and it's a hobby, he's going to be out of business within two years. But if it's his business and he loves it and he stands behind his business, he's going to be in business a long time. And we just came up with two concepts, do it ourselves, be efficient, and small profits equal years and years in business. And that's why we absorbed Best Chip. And that's why we did a lot of things and went against the grain. And um, it, it was important. And that's why, you know, you know, I'm excited. And we'll talk about it later. But, you know, we've come up with three new projects this year. It's probably the first time we've come up with really something new. Every time at the show, we come up with one size or we come up with maybe a blend every three years. I'm not smart enough to come up with all these blends like some of my competitors do every year. I don't know. Maybe I didn't go to school long enough. But <laughs> I, I, I come up with stuff, and it, it takes me a while. But I'm proud to say we got three new cigars. And uh, you mentioned, Mr. Jonathan, one on the Small Batch 2005. It's done extremely well. We came out with the Double Age Vintage 12-year, a real restricted project that I, was kind of my dream, being a single malt scotch drinker. It was really great. And just recently, we're, we're going to come out here in the – Summer, uh, our vice president, Arthur Kemper, is a big beer drinker, and he has this really uh, great uh, craft beer, not only collection, but a selection that he, he really enjoys. And he wanted to come up something with something where he could pair cigars with beer. We worked on that for the last 19 months, and we came out with a new Perdomo uh, special craft series, which will complement Pilsners and light beers. And, and again, I'm not, I'm not the, uh, the biggest beer drinker, but your Ambers and your Stouts and uh, your porters with Maduros, and we came up with different wrappers. And I think the beer community, which is getting bigger and bigger, considering the United States, the average American drinks between 22 and 24 gallons of beer a year. Wow. We think, we, yeah, we think we're we're going to be able to build something with cigars. And this is a whole cigar line that's got four sizes, four popular sizes. And the cigar is going to retail between six dollars and ninety nine cents and eight dollars and fifty cents. And with all the cigar stores. And with all the restrictions and tax and regulation we've had for the last six years, we're seeing a lot of people tapping beer in cigar stores. And we think this is going to be something special. It's not a size. It's not a special series for one month. This is something that we came up with that people are going to be able to pair their, their special craft beers or whatever beer they like together with a great cigar. Well, what's it called and when will we see it? You'll see it at the end of May, more more so the beginning of June. It's called the Perdomo Special Craft Series. It's actually it's beautifully packaged, and each part actually has a stein of beer with the actual color and a different type of beer that it pairs with the actual cigar. It's got four different sizes. We have a Robusto. We have an Epicure. We have a Churchill and a Gordo. And uh, like I said, they're going to retail between $6.99 and $8. And we've done a lot of test marketing with our local beer drinkers here in the Miami area. And people say it's really spot on, and I don't want to come out with nothing unless I really think it's spot on. That's why it takes us so long to come up with stuff. And uh, we think we're going to hit it not only is in the sweet spot and the price point, but it's also going to be a fantastic cigar. I'm really proud of what's happening with, with, uh, with the new Small Batch 2005. It's only been out for 15 days. I would say about 22 to 23% of our retailers already are completely out of stock. Great cigar that retails between 4 and 9 So I think we're getting the consumer's. Exactly. Not only the cigars, the sizes, the pairings, but also the price points that they're looking for. And I think that we're we're trying to hit on all cylinders to make it easy for not only our, our consumers, but also our retailers around the world. And our business is growing around the world. And, you know, my dad always said quality brings quantity. And that's what we're trying to do. How many employees do you have, Nick, total? In Nicaragua, we have 4,093 employees. In the United States, thanks to the guy who's running this country, we have 49. We could have more, but of course we can't because it impedes 
employment, you know, by having government care. So we'd like to we'd like to hire another five or six guys, but unfortunately we can't because it'd be punitive with our workers. Because instead of having great private health care, we'd have to give them public assisted health care, which is exactly what the world doesn't want. And that's what we're converting to. Important. So it's, it's important for us, for our employees to have the best health care. And they brought me to the dance. So I try to take care of them. Barry, you got a question? Yeah. No, I was going to ask him about the new cigar, but he, he went in and he disclosed this. He gave his full disclosure. Nice. Well, um, so we were able to break what that is with What is with, instead of calling it a Toro, calling it an Epicure? I've always wondered that. It's just another. It's just another word. Just like a torpedo could be a number two. Some people call it a bellicoso. Some people call it a pyramid. And uh, I think Epicure sounds cooler than Toro. I guess. So I always I use the word I use the word Epicure a lot. So this is Nick Perdomo, Perdomo Cigars. This is a family-run and owned company with his wife Janine, his daughter Natalie, uh, Nicholas Jr., um, and uh, your late great father. That um, your mother's in the office. I mean, this is a family company employing over 4,000 people in Nicaragua, another 50 people in the United States, and a guy uh, that I consider, I would say, my best friend in the cigar business, Nick Perdomo, that I walked from the very beginning to go to the to what he is today. He's a guy that earned every single penny, and he puts out a great product at a great value for the consumer. I urge everybody to give it a try. Uh, if you haven't tried Perdomo Cigars, there's something for everybody in the line, absolutely positively. Nick, I can't thank you enough for everything all these years. Thank you for coming on the show. And uh, many, many more years ahead. And uh, I know Nicholas is uh, ready to grab some reins and move forward too, isn't he? Absolutely. We could use to help. My daughter, like your daughter's uh, transferring out of state, which is tough. She's uh, She'll be attending the University of Alabama. My son's a senior at the University of Miami. And uh, you've known him for a long time. He's a great kid. He's a noble kid. And uh, I could use I could use to help. I'm getting old. And uh, <laughs> thank, you for the, thank you for the kind words from a brother from another mother who we have a lot in common. That's for sure. Did you deserve everything you get to? That's for sure. We do. Okay. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it, and uh, happy fifth anniversary to each and every one of you, and thank you for the thank kind you. words. Happy, happy Easter you. to you and your wife. Happy Easter to you all. Thank okay. you. That's Nick Perdomo. We're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, we have uh, surprising stats, like uh, the states that listen to us the most and the most listened to uh, and watched shows that we have had. Uh, we have the top ten, and to my surprise, the least listened to show. I was very surprised at that. This is the freaking Catalina Wine Mixer. That's what we call it. And we're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Atticock. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. How? What about, it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next? How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yeah, it costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. 
Five bucks and a comfortable chair, genius! Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. When you light a Davidoff cigar, you set aglow the richest tradition of cigar making in the world. You release craftsmanship achieved by our investment in that most precious of commodities, time. The time it takes to create a Davidoff cigar as it passes through 600 hands before it arrives in yours. The time it takes to age and mature the tobacco which fills a Davidoff cigar, sometimes as much as 10 years. The time it takes to hand pick, hand roll, and then carefully hand check each individual cigar before it is fit to wear the legendary Davidoff white band. In every second of enjoyment, there are decades of experience. In every way, it is time beautifully filled. Mr. Punch is back with a new cigar that keeps it true to his name. Introducing Punch Signature, a flavorful, fuller-bodied cigar from Punch featuring a specially cultivated Ecuadorian Corojo wrapper and rich Nicaraguan fillers. The wrapper brings the deep history of Ecuadorian tobacco and Punch into the present with this new exciting leaf. You're not going to see that wrapper anywhere else in the market, so you owe it to yourself to grab one today. The new Punch Signature, true to its name. Cigar smokers, how about if we go over a few cigar store sounds? Can you guess what this is? Oh, yeah. You think you got it? Okay, do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? I'm lighting up a La Giana Havana cigar. The La Giana Havana natural cigars are, oh yeah, so smooth. And oh yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But oh yeah, they're delicious too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say it's La Giana Havana. Oh yeah. Walking in, you're greeted with the aroma of friendship. You move to the humidor and reach into the hallmark molded steel box, retrieving the only cigar worthy of such elegant protection. Your cut is meticulous. The light, easy and full. Your taste buds are immediately inundated with a barrage of wood and rare spice flavors, all finished with a trademark plume of smoke. Moscow City Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. 
Hey, nobody's going to take away your donut. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Jose And we're back. We're live from the Florida Dominicana Studios, high atop Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority, a weekly broadcast now five years running without stopping. We never skipped one. We actually met during the week if we had to to make sure we get the Saturday show on there. It's about cigars and the nonsense surrounding them. Today marks five years of this mess uh, that has been on the airwaves, and we're not stopping. It's the freaking Catalina Wine Mixer. Welcome back, everybody. All right, here's, here's a trivia question for everybody. Yeah. What show every year gets played twice? Wizard yeah. of Oz. No, of ours. Oh, of ours. Of ours. Wizard of Oz. Why? It's not a show. It's a movie. Okay. Uh, it's a musical. What show of Oz gets played twice would be the... The contenders. The anniversary. The, uh, two guys, two guys anniversary, anniversary And why does it get played? Because we go live on a Wednesday, and then we play it on Saturday. Well, yes and no, because we do that every time. It gets played at New Year's for the New Year's show when New Year's happens to fall and mess up the weekend. And uh, that's why two years in a row we played that. Uh, there we go. That was my trivia All right, question. here's a trivia question for you. Why is it the Catalina Wine Mix-Up? Why do we call this the Catalina Wine mix We're not in Catalina. We are drinking wine. Champagne is wine. Why is it the Catalina wine mixer? The Urban Dictionary says when something is very unexpected and awesome, so I pulled this girl's panties down, and she had two vaginas, the freaking Catalina wine mixer. That's what it actually says on the Urban Dictionary. Why would two vaginas be awesome? I don't know. That's That's twice the problem. If you look up the Urban Dictionary, that's what it says because I wanted to know what's the real meaning of what this is. We're going to go with something very unexpected and awesome. I would not consider the double hairy cabbage. I'm here. I'm here. I'm I'm with you. This is the Catalina wine mixer, and it is because of the movie Step Brothers. If you don't know, we refer to this all the time. Um, It is because during the taping of that first show when we had Nick Perdomo on, before the show started, it apparently was just on TV or just on um, HBO or something that happened. And everyone that was there actually saw it. And we were quoting the movie left and right. We were. So it, it stuck, and we continued to carry it. And you'll hear that on intros and things, little things in that movie, because, frankly, it is the most quotable movie of all time. I agree. And you and Tommy are so good at movie stuff from before my time. I, I was not able to hang, but I was finally able to hang with Step Brothers. Because you knew it. So that, we just become friends? There we go. <laughs> and, and, that, and that's one of them, right? Um, it's Will Farrell and uh, John C. Riley, uh, Step Brothers. I'd love to have a new Step Brothers movie come out. It would be awesome. Oh, yeah, but the Catalina Wine Mixer is the, is the function that the uh, company that they end up 
both working at, at the very end of it. It's from uh, held in Catalina Island, and it served wine, and it was a mixer that was actually selling helicopters. Of all things. The largest <laughs> leasing helicopter event of all time. That's right. <laughs> Again, another quote that's on it. I think uh, I'm going to have to watch the movie. Look at all this. I've never seen it. Oh, it's a must. It's a must. I'm not a fan of Will Ferrell. So. Oh, you're a fan of this one. I'm going to tell oh, you right man. now. And another thing was that um, Step Brothers, you know, th- this is what we seem to we, be. Absolutely. You know, it seemed to be what we were. And uh, so many activities. I travel 500 miles to give you my seed. If you remember, they say that. Boats and hose, which is how we met. Right. John, <laughs> Jonathan actually did a, a um, booze cruise called, Boats, called and Boats and Hose. And he said, will you sponsor it? Yes. I know nothing about it, but it's called Boats and Hose. <laughs> Is that yes. why you were in so yeah, quick? Yeah, I'm like, I, I know exactly where that's coming from. And yes, I'm in. Uh, one time I wrestled with a giraffe to the ground uh, with my bare hands. You know, the craziest stuff that they came up with. Um, uh, did we just become best friends? Yes. We did. <laughs> Real quick, if you, were, if you could be any dinosaur. Yeah, right. <laughs> There's a million lines on it. It has nothing to do with cigars or anything. But if you wonder why we keep bringing it up, that's why and when that originally happened. Um, so that, that's all I got there. So uh, one question is, uh, Barry, who is the number one fan on the Cigar Authority? The number one fan. Well, if we're talking Canada, it would have to be Rudy. If you're talking, you're the, talking world, the world, it's, it's, Rudy. it's Rudy. It's Rudy from Canada. And he what, had, was, what was Rudy's handle? On the very first broadcasts of the Cigar Authority. You were looking at it. I never never saw it. He I, was Cigar Vinny DeSalvo or something like that. Which would be the, the Boston kit. Boston. Yeah, 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 that's what it was. It was Vinny DeSalvo. And I remember asking him when he called in on the first anniversary why Vinny No, that DeSalvo. was Joe DeSalvo, wasn't it? The, the Boston uh, we're gonna ask oh, yeah. Strangler. The Boston Strangler. Joe DeSalvo. Anyway, uh, Rudy's out here somewhere, right? Rudy, are you there? I am here. It is the freaking Catalina wine mixer. That's right. <laughs> yes. Rudy from Canada. Jeez. Uh, first off, I can't thank you enough for you, you were there from the very beginning. I always ask, uh, is Rudy out there? And uh, he gets a, um, uh, usually uh, Chuck says, uh, oh, Rudy's here. So you've been there from the very, very go. We appreciate you listen to the dribble and, and nonsense that we end up doing. Most importantly, we appreciate the fact that you put up with Dave and his putting down of Canada all the time. <laughs> no, one question. Well, the first question I'm going to ask you is it seems to be that most people – push Jonathan to the side and say some negative stuff about him. But you, of, of every person that's been here before and uh, used to be here or whatever, you seem to be Mr. Jonathan's fan. Why is that? Blackmail? What can I say? I, I love an underdog. I mean, if everybody hates the guy, somebody's got to like him. So <laughs> Thank you, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> so you're in a, in a high-tax country, and um, – but you obviously love cigars, uh, I got to imagine, and uh, you listen to a radio show about cigars in the United States. Why is that? Why do you listen to us? Uh, you know, I can't remember how I heard about it. I think it was just something on Facebook. I saw some kind of something in my news feed about the Cigar Authority and, and thought I needed to check that out because it was something about cigars and had no idea what it was going to be, but as it turns out, it was probably turned out to be the, the greatest show on the internet about cigars. Well, thank you. 
And early on, I'll tell you, there wasn't a lot. Now there's a lot of competition, a lot of great shows that are out there. My colleagues that, that do this, I, I thank them for bringing cigars to the forefront and, and educating people and talking about cigars. It's all good for the business. Uh, but early on, it was Cigar Dave, which I always had a problem with them calling Cigar Dave because I've been Cigar Dave. But that's the guy that actually broke the mold and yeah. started the whole thing for everybody. And then there were those guys that um, – oh, and Stogie Fresh. With uh, Dog Watch. Yeah, Stogie Fresh was before us. And then Dog Watch. Dog Watch. That's the one. That ended up, they had so much material out there. And I've met those guys. They did a great job and they actually folded it, you know? Yeah. Uh, and he let us interview and kind of pass the torch on to us, which yeah. I thought yeah. was a very classy move. Were you, were you fans of any of that before us that you were listening to things like that? Uh, you know, I think your show was probably the the first one I ever I ever tuned into, and then after that, I heard about uh, Doc Stogie Fresh and Dog Watch. And to be honest, I've I've seen other shows. Um, I did listen to Dog Watch quite a bit, but never really live uh, for the most part. Um, and I mean, those are those were always great shows, but. I found that your show was most like sitting around in a cigar shop and listening to people talk. And that's what we were going for. That's what we were going for. That's exactly what the idea was that as a retailer, this is what I would see happening in cigar stores all the time and said, what if we end up doing it and we we shoot the baloney and we talk about stupid things, but also keep incorporating the thing we're talking about today, Perdomo Champagne Cigars and how good it is or whatever, and talk like some people will say, you know, you talk about, lots of other nonsense and you don't get down to the meat of of it but i can imagine two hours of just really talking about it nobody does that in a cigar store they don't just sit and talk about the cigar so let's try to talk a little about these other foolish things so you get it you i mean that's what the idea was uh do you see the uh anything evolve with this did you see the show evolve and it got better or is it the same as it was or you know how, how are we doing uh, no, I mean you guys have definitely involved. I don't. I don't know if got better is necessarily the way I describe it because yeah, you got that right too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hold on though, it's. I think it's because I liked the show from the beginning, and I don't think I could have liked it more. Um, I mean, originally you guys just sat around and talked for two hours, and now you've got segments and stuff like that, and you're. You've definitely upped the entertainment factor more, and so in that way, people could describe it as a better show, but I, I like it just as much. Okay, it's very good. So one of the segments I've been doing early on was um, that I would – early on would, would end up uh, talking about um, – Birthdays. Different birthdays and stuff. You got something on that, Chuck? Let's do this. You want to do this? Okay. This is where Dave Shook would cue the birthday song right That's now. It. There we go. He's good. Today is your birthday, and I wish you many, many, many more. Oh, today is a special day. All right. Okay. Today is your birthday. If it's August 13th, happy birthday to you. And we got some nice birthdays out there today. It's the 225th day of the year. There's 140 remaining. What a quick year. This has been flying by. But um, in 1860, Annie Oakley was born. Yeah, no kid, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so and I, that's what you would do. You would just read yeah, off birthdays. And read off different birthdays and stuff. I hated it from the beginning. You did. You had I don't mind it now that it's a contest. So, yeah, and I knew that, that Jonathan would, 
you know, he's everything's a contest to him. And, I mean, first for thing you. this morning, we, we got into it. Somebody asked us a question. It turned into a contest. And, wow, you answered that awful fast. And I was like, <laughs> it's a contest, right? Um, so, so we ended so. up turning it into a contest. I'm going to include you into it today, Rudy. You know how it works. It's birthdays. Um, I'm going to read out uh, some birthdays. I got five of them this week. Three actors, a magician, and a hockey player. And it's the best of five. And I'm going to give you a choice. Would you like to play this alone or you want to team up with one of these guys? Uh, you know, I think it'd be tough to team up. Um, but uh, if somebody wants to team up, that's fine. Otherwise, I can go alone. Go along. Go along. Go along. We'll see what ends right, up. Yeah, right. I'll take you down like right. I take down Just in Jonathan. the interest of time, we're going to go right <laughs> Let's go. Oh, okay. Go. So we won't have the beginning of it. So uh, today is Robert Downey Jr.'s birthday. Who won last week? I did. Okay, so you're going to go first. Robert Downey's Jr.'s birthday today. He is an actor. He began playing the Iron Man in the Marvel series in 2008. He won a Golden Globe Awards for the Best Supporting Actor in the role of Ally McBeal in 2000. Another Best Actor portraying Sherlock Holmes in 2009. Started such films as Zodiac, Tropic Thunder, Chaplin, and The Judge. You know who he is, Robert Downey Jr. He's born today. What year, Barry Stein? 1967. 67, he says, Barry Stein. 65. 65. I think he's younger than that. I think it's 71. 71. And, and we're going to have you last, Rudy. What do you think? I wrote down 1960. 1960. He actually wrote it down. That's good. <laughs> That's the way it's going to go. We got two points. Who said 65? Chucky D. Chucky D gets two points. Woo-hoo. That's how it's done because it's exact. Okay. Uh, we're going to go to Chuck. Okay. Chuck, today's the birthday of David Blaine. He's a magician. Yeah. David Blaine, magician, endurance artist who uh, stuns the world with things including a frozen block of ice, starvation, and uh, hovering. He stood on a 100-square-foot pole in New York City for 35 hours in 2003. He's a famous illusionist and had been, been compared with Harry Houdini. He was born today. David Blaine, what year? 1974. 1974. Mr. Uh, Jonathan. 71. I'm keeping my answer from the last question. 74, 71. And Rudy, what do you got? 1970. 1970 and Barry Stein. 77. 77. 73. So that would be me. Yep. Mr. Jonathan gets One. the point. Mr. Man. Jonathan, I got an extra person here. I can't keep track of who's here. <laughs> All right, so this is going to Mr. Jonathan. Yeah. Mr. Jonathan, today's the birthday of Anthony Perkins. Anthony Perkins, actor who played the iconic role as Norman Bates in the horror film Psycho, nominated for an Oscar award for his role in Family Persuasion. Born today, Anthony Perkins, what year? Oh, I thought it was Hopkins. I went with, I'm going to stick with it, though, 1944. 1944. Rudy? I said 1920. 1920. Wow. Barry. 39. 39. 40. 40. It's going to go to Rudy, who said 20. It's 32. Rudy gets it. Nice, Rudy. Wow, we got a game. We got a game. Barry, you got nothing here. Chuck's got the lead at two. And today is the birth date of Roberto Longo. This goalie? Is goalie. Yes. <laughs> and, and that would, like, given one to Rudy because hockey players, right? <laughs> Roberto Longo. In Canada NHL goaltender who joined Vancouver Canucks in 2006 after previously playing for the New York Islanders and the Florida Panthers. He led the, the Canucks in the Stanley Cup in 2011, won Olympic gold uh, for the Canadian team in 2010 and 2014, uh, referred to in the industry as Bone uh, Rudy. Uh, I said 1978. 
1978, Mr. Jonathan. 1982. 1982. I have 82 written down 82. as well. 82. Um, I have 86. And Rudy's going to get it at 79. Wow. Said 78. Almost said 78. Too. All right, we got a tie here. Wait, Rudy said 79? Yeah. She said 78. It's oh, 79. Thought he went over. He did not go over. So we have a tie right now with Chuck and Rudy at two, Mr. Jonathan and one, and Barry, who's questioning it, it's zero. <laughs> and we have one last question. Rudy, if you win this, I'm going to send you something. <laughs> this is going to uh, birth date of Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. He's a movie actor known for his role as the Joker in The Dark Knight. His death was voted in top entertainment stories of 2008. Um, his rise also a tribute to 10 Things I Hate About You, The Patriot, The Knight's Tale, Brokeback Mountain. He suffered from insomnia after the film The Dark Knight and died from an overdose of prescription medication, including oxycodone. He's born today, the late Heath Ledger, uh, today, and this goes to Barry Stein. 1982. 1982. 83. 83. 70. 70. And what do you say, Rudy? 75 will take it. Oh, point Rudy. in the win, and this goes to Rudy as oh, the winner. He wow. is the champ. Whichever classic you choose, it is a classic cigar available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar and a reminder if it's your birthday, come to any Two Guys location, Salem, Seabrook, or Nashua, New Hampshire. On your birthday, they'll cut and light a free happy birthday cigar for you. Rudy from Canada, thank you for being the number one fan on the Cigar Authority, and thank you for joining us. Guys, it's been an honor. Happy freaking Catalina wine mixer, and I'd be on the show anytime you ask me. It's All happy right. for you, Catalina Wine. Rudy is the best, even though he likes you the most, Mr. Jonathan. <laughs> We're going to take a break. When we come back, who was the best guest on the show? I'd say Rudy. Uh, who was the worst? Um, the show that was the most fun for us, the stats, lots of stats on cigars and more. It's the fifth anniversary show. It's the freaking Catalina Wine Mixer. Pour me another glass, Mr. Jonathan. We'll be back in just minutes. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. Hey, big thanks to Nick Perdomo for coming on. And when you're smoking your Perdomo Champagne 10th Anniversary Magnum 50, keep both the tube and the lid end out of your mouth. We'll be back with our number two right here on the United Cigar Radio Network. Truly bold cigars like a good story. Perfectly crafted throughout. And you never want it to end. Take it from Rob Weiss, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold and the creator of the award-winning TV series Entourage. The Camacho Corojo is hand-built from authentic Corojo seeds, built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. In a world where the success of a cigar brand is recognized by its flavor, comes two that go head-to-head. One man smoking two cigars at the same time. Two rappers united in name, but separated by taste. One cigar known as the natural. The natural is no lightweight. It boasts full flavor and taste. The United Cigar Natural. Now comes the Maduro. Darker and even more bolder. With in-your-face flavor. United Cigar. Nothing could prepare you for what awaits you in the box. Both box 
suppressed. Both 65 million years in the making. Uh, that may be wrong. Well, I'm going with it anyway. Action, adventure, and bromance. That's right. Bromance. United Cigar. Available in natural or Maduro. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailer shops nationwide. Rated D for delicious. Under 18, not admitted even with a parent. United Cigars. You don't have to choose. Smoke them both. Founded in 1989 by Mariana and Nestor Miranda, Miami Cigar & Company proudly celebrates their 25th anniversary with the release of their flagship brand, the Nestor Miranda Collection. Made in Esteli, Nicaragua by Don Pepin Garcia, the collection is available in three distinct wrappers aimed to please even the toughest critic. Nestor Miranda Collection. You only get one life. How will you live yours? What if La Gloria Cubana stopped at the legendary Siri R? One thing's for sure, they wouldn't have created Siri R Esteli. Discovered on a Nicaraguan mountainside high above the Jalapa Valley floor, this extremely flavorful Nicaraguan puro combines a Jalapa Soul wrapper with a bold combination of Visos and Lajeros. It's a medium to full-bodied cigar that's worthy of your discovery. Learn more at LaGloriaCubana.com slash what if and find yours now at fine tobacconists everywhere. This is Jonathan Carney with the Florida Vancana. I'm J.R. Dominguez. This is John Hart. This is Victor Vitale. Hi, this is Pete Johnson. Steve Saka. Hi, this is Phil Zangi. This is a little bit of shake. Is the Cigar Authority. And faith. The authority on everything cigar. Shake your face. Yeah. And out of the cigar industry. Do it. With your hosts. That's a lovely accent you have. David Garofalo. New Jersey. Austria. Austria. <laughs> well, then, good day, mate. Let's put another shrimp on my barbie. Mr. Jonathan. Dear Lord, baby Jesus, or as our brothers to the south call you, hey Zeus, we thank you so much for this bountiful harvest of dominoes, KFC, and the always delicious Taco Bell. Barry Stein. That's what I love about these high school girls. I get older. They stay the same age. <laughs> and Chuck Morrison. Is this your place? No. No, 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 no. No, I live with my mom. Oh. Yeah. You hungry? Hey, Ma! We get some meatloaf! It's time to light them up. There's no smoking in here. It's time. Oh, it's all right, darling. I'm a volunteer fireman. For the cigar authority. Hey, shake your back, gal! Woo! Shake your back! And we're back with our number two, broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios, high atop a two-guys smoke shop. In Salem, New Hampshire, in this hour, it's the freaking Catalina Wine Mixer. It's the Cigar Authority's 50th anniversary show. We're getting liquored up. We're drinking champagne. We're smoking champagne. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. You are listening to the Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location this week, high atop the worldwide headquarters of Two Guys Smoke Shop here in tax-free Salem, New Hampshire. We are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist we demand that you light up along with us. You tune in right at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes, YouTube, SoundCloud, and various and other sundry sites uh, where you can set it and forget it. So putting down my Perdomo champagne, hate to do it. There's some left. I'll get to that later on because we can blow through it. Light it yeah, up again can. later and everything, but it's time to light up a second cigar. We try to smoke two cigars on every show, and early on, I thought an hour is enough for a cigar, but 
talking in between and taking the time with it, you can get even a Toro. This was the Perdomo Champagne Magnum 50, which is a 6x50. An hour isn't enough. Right. Burn slow, takes its time or something. You can get more out of it. But we always wanted to try to incorporate um, two cigars. We've done more. With how much you talk, you probably could get three hours out of it. Right, right. Or just on a regular, you know, any day. So we're bringing forward a cigar that has not hit the market yet. The brand has. It's Atabay. Uh, I consider it one of my favorite best cigars yep. of all time. And um, they're coming out with a new size coming in June. And um, some people, this is the one in the fancy jars and in the fancy tubes. 100-rated cigar by the Cigar Authority. There it is. Thank you, Barry. The only 100-rated cigar by the Cigar Authority. There we go. So um, they're coming out with, with the next size, and it is a tweaked blend for a reason. Um, Nelson Alfonso, who makes the Atabay line, said that in order for him to hold the flavor of a thicker ring gauge, he would actually have to tweak the blend up a little and give it more flavor. And that's what it ends up getting is more flavor of it. So it, it's probably the more, most full-bodied of the Atabay. I wouldn't call it a full-bodied cigar by any means, but look at the packaging. I mean, again, yeah. now he doesn't have the jar anymore, but he demands to have it humidified. So there is one cigar that is in a tube. It's a box of 30. One cigar actually comes in the tube on there because it's there for a certain reason, because the block of wood that's in here, inside the block of wood, is a humidifier cut out right. so that every cigar is humidified while it's sitting in people's humidors. And this is a legit humidor. It's beautiful. It's got a great seal. Wow. You yep. smoke through your, your Atabay Ritos, you absolutely can store other cigars in that humidor. That just screams premium. Premium. Boys, these are for you. For our audience over here, and it's the, the right guys that are here with absolutely us today, Absolutely the right guys. I love the addition of the footband on it. Right. So um, they um, he put a footband on it. Um, because early on, when the cigars were in the jar, they were having little problems with um, because damage. The, because the packaging was so well done with the styrofoam inside the secondary box to keep the jar itself from breaking, the cigars inside the jar were ended up being mishandled because you could handle that jar itself pretty aggressively. It re- ended up requiring cellophane and, in this case, a footband. Yeah. So uh, he put a footband on it. And uh, as beautiful it is, man, the, the footband is gorgeous. The, you know, this is a, I want to take it off. Right. Yeah. Um, just think, you know, if you really study it and look at what's going on here, I mean, there's so much happening to this cigar, to Atabay. Atabay is a quick uh, explanation of the Atabay brand. Um, it is made in Costa Rica using no Costa Rican tobacco. The t- type of tobacco that's used is a secret of Nelson Alfonso's. Uh, it may or may not someday uh, come to fruition and be able to tell you the type of tobacco that's used. Right now, he does not. Um, the story of Atabay, where the name came from, is... Um, the Taino Indians would sit in, sit in a circle. This is where cigar smoking started in the 1400s. The Taino Indians would sit in a circle as a religious ceremony. Um, that, re- that circle that they would sit in is known as Cohiba. That's where the word Cohiba first came from. So he takes that story and creates a cigar for Cuba um, where the people would sit in, in that religious circle. They would take smoke and they would blow the smoke to the tribal leader, and and all the um, 
Other Indians were yeah. there would pray by blowing the smoke to them and, and blowing the smoke in their prayer to the tribal leader. The tribal leader in the Cohiba of the Tainu Indians is known as the Behike of the tribe. B-E-H-I-K-E, right? Behike. Yeah. Cohiba Behike. And that's where the brand Cohiba Behike came from. Nelson takes it one step forward. The tribal leader at that point takes all the prayers from all the Indians that um, prayed to him and now takes all those prayers. And he and only he is allowed to take that smoke and those prayers and give them to the goddess, their god, who is Atabay, female goddess of the Tainu Indians, Atabay. So this is where this comes from. So uh, Such a great story. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this is the top <clears throat> top of the line as far as he was concerned and uh, the top of the line as far as I'm concerned. So it's time right right now to cut it. Is this a beautiful cigar? Oh, my watching? God. Uh, it's time <clears throat> to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand that while all other cigar brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, Tradition and excellence, and we know that for a fact now, right? For a fact, Jack. For the fact, Jack. So we'll give the cigar a cut, and uh, let me find this uh, huge lighter over here. It's funny. The footband says "Cello de Garantia" on it, so each cigar has a certificate of guarantee on every cigar. On every cigar. Wow. There's a gold coin with ST in silver for selected tobaccos. Nope. Really, really well done. Nobody is going to fake this. Nobody's going to. Uh, it just costs too much to try to come out with a, a, a copy of this. You guys familiar with pesto? Yeah, you made it for me. Yeah. So imagine if pesto, instead of being olive oil based, if it was honey based. So you get a little bit of the nuttiness from the pine nuts. You've got a, a little bit of the spiciness in there from the, the regular base of the pesto and then the sweetness from the honey, that is the pre-light draw on the Atabay Ritos. So you, what you're saying is a little bit of shake and bake. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Correct. There we go. So we're using the Armada lighter by Lotus. This features a double onboard bullet cutter. It's got a huge tank, triple jet, operates with a thumb slide to pull down, and opens up it opens window. up to a yeah. beautiful triple jet with pinpoint accuracy for all of your toasting pleasure and needs. What you didn't mention in the last hour we use this lighter is how much does this cost? This is seventy nine ninety nine. Okay. It is it can be used as a table lighter, which I use as a table lighter. Uh, or you can carry this thing in your pocket. Your problem is you don't carry lighters in your pocket. I have people that carry it around for you me. You don't carry lighters and you don't carry cutters. You're always asking to borrow mine. Thank God you're not the slobber cutter guy. When I walked into his office, I thought it was a lighter in his pocket. I guess he was just happy to see me. There we go. Well played, Barry Stein. There we go. Well played. So this is Atabay. Why not celebrate with an Atabay? Really? I figured, right? Why not? Um, and this will be coming out. Uh, at the IPCP uh, trade show, maybe a little before that. Um, we'll see uh, if they arrive in time. But um, Pink cotton candy. Sweet. Pink cotton candy. I get the cotton candy. Yeah. I'll give it to you. I you know why you get it? You. Yeah. you know why you get it? Because it's there. That's why you get it. Pink cotton candy. Andy Numbers Nelson here. That he to is. celebrate with us. So... Um, 
Where are we here? We missed a few things in the last we hour. We did. We did. Uh, we got caught up with Rudy and all that stuff. Um, where are they listening to the Cigar Authority? So um, globally, where are they listening to the Cigar Authority? They, I, I know from actually Nelson telling me that friends of his in India, Spain, all these different countries that tell him that, oh, I heard you. On the show, when, right. he, when he did the show. Which I thought was odd because, I, you know, there's certain things that you just won't say on the air. Mm. And I thought it was odd. It's like, no one you know is going to listen. And then it turns out, lots of people he knows yeah. listen. He, he was amazed. He was amazed. <laughs> people are listening to this crap. Why? It, it's unbelievable. We would, we, early on, we, we used to say nobody's it. really listening. <laughs> and, I, and probably hardly anybody was at the very right. beginning. Uh, but there's a lot, a lot of people listening. But, but globally, uh, where are they listening, Barry? I didn't think this was going to come to me, but globally, of course, our number one listener is the U.S. USA. Followed by our friends to the north in Canada. And then we jump overseas to Germany. And then uh, we go down under with Australia. Oh, yeah. Wow. So those are our top four. So, well, in that case, big makes fans sense. of the Cigar Journal ad, by the way. Good day, mate. Yeah. Put another shrimp on the bobby. I would expect England, and I don't see that in the top four. Yeah. Germany is a surprise to me because... Not a lot of English-speaking people in Germany, Actually, although... it's not true. Every German speaks English and German. Every. You walk through the streets of Germany, they all can converse with you in English. Well, let me ask you this. Have you ever been to Germany? Not one time. <laughs> <laughs> but you're going with it's it anyway. Jack. It's a fact, Jack. Um, so that is globally, but how about state by state? You have the list for that. I do. I do. You got a guess, Mr. Jonathan? I'm going to say our number one listening state is the only state that makes you pledge allegiance to the state first mm-hmm. and to the U.S. second, TX. and that's Texas. Yep. Texas will come in fourth. Fourth place is Texas. I was closest without going over. Barry, what do you got? Record. Well, I know the answer. Oh, yeah. I that? don't know the answer. <laughs> All right. I'm going to guess like Tennessee. Tennessee is not in the top four. Uh, I win, by the way. I get you did win for that. All 50 states are represented, so they're listening in every single state. Um, so I would expect Massachusetts or New Hampshire, because this is where we're based out of, and people know us, and yeah. we have re- three retail locations, and our customers would listen, and we not have, in the we top four. a huge four. studio audience yeah. every week. And Look at all these people. Yeah. But the answer Both is, of them, three is of them. it's a big state. Cali. California. California number one, which... You'd think because it's three hours different, it would have the majority are listening to podcasts anyway right. after the fact by far. Right? Millions. Yeah, well, California is probably the most technologically advanced state, especially with uh, Silicon Valley and what have you. Yeah, yeah. So there's probably more podcasts listened to in that state than I would think in New Hampshire or Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, second would it's be. Gonna, you got to go with size here. So it's probably like. What's a big state, Mr. Jonathan? Colorado? Yeah, maybe. Uh, let's go New Jersey. New York. New York, my nice. hometown. All right. My California, home New York, Florida, wow. the cigar-smoking state of Florida. Sure. Texas, which I understand is a big cigar-smoking state. Um, so that, that's how, how it wraps up anyway. But, again, all 50 states are represented anyway. But uh, we get all these stats from Barry, and I, I love to Barry see Barry Statstein. Barry Statstein. I wrote all the list of this from Florida and New York because, you know, I lived there. And that's right. Two places you lived at, and every place I lived at is not represented. Jonathan, no place represented. Right. You know, we've got nothing for uh, Chuck either. Um, but more and more people are listening. Thank you. 
Thank you to everybody that listens to this. Um, we're going to do it anyway. If you don't listen, we're broadcasting <laughs> anyway. So we made that decision early on. <laughs> so what if nobody listens? Going with it anyway. Absolutely. Going to go go do it anyway. So um, all right, let's get to some cigar stuff anyway. Uh, since it's a cigar show, let's talk a little about cigars anyway. New cigars hitting the shelves. New trademarks. What's going on, Barry Stein? Well, each week we share the newest cigars to arrive at Two Guys Smoke Shop and TwoGuysCigars.com. And this week, those additions are, as we mentioned last week, the La Flor Dominicana Firecracker has officially arrived at Two Guys Smoke Shop and is limited to just 250 boxes. Each cigar measures three and a quarter inches by 50. The cigars are explosive, and they feature a special Lajero tobacco, which creates an added explosive Which is kick. from Lido's dwarf plant. Yes. That he specially hybrided to grow small and flavorful. That's what I keep telling my wife. Now, we had samples early on. Yes, and spot on to that sample. Oh, really? A lot I of have, times they change a little bit, asked, yeah. but yeah. It, it, the sample we smoked is the cigar that showed up. Okay, too strong for me, folks. Great cigar. Uh, buy it when you can. Uh, box of 25 for $99. Yeah, $25 for $99. I'll tell you, it is hot, too. I've been working on the floor in Seabrook this week, and it is hot, People are buying them by the handful. Well, um, you, you should because when it's when it's over, it's over. I guess. Uh, although, uh, if it has success, I will be uh, seeing the people from La Florida Dominicana at TAA in a couple of weeks, and I will already be asking. Uh, let me say we try this one more time, you know, or whatever it is. But it's no, they're known for strong cigars. If you put it in a format like a firecracker, it's going to be explosive. Definitely. Yeah. And this week, sir. Uh, Two trademark applications that were registered, and uh, they were Warp Cigars registered Don Rinaldo, and Laura Aurora filed for Petronio. Don Rinaldo, I kind of remember that. Don Rinaldo, old brand. old brand. Maybe it was this. Yeah, or maybe it was a trademark that became free and free, available. Yeah. And the other one is what? Petronio. From La Aurora. I wonder if they would have an issue with Patron, Patron. Tequila. Right. And yeah. Patronio, it could be a reference to uh, an author that wrote a very well-known um, Spanish-language book called Mi Buenaventura. Oh, so, yeah. I've read that. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's on the top of my oh, yeah. reading charts. Yep. So. I have, eight, I have eight of those, you know, all different languages. I've got the audio book. Frequently. Yeah. yeah. Um, Barry's going to watch uh, tonight. I, I understand he's going to watch um, Step Brothers. Step Brothers. I'll also watch mm-hmm. Teledega Nights because that's the uh, second show opening for us. That it's all about okay. the shake and bake. Shake and well, bake. I'm, I'm single tonight. My girl's going to a Black Label Society show, so I'm going to see what kind of Step Brothers trouble I cannot get into. Step Brothers. Fair enough. Yep. Step Brothers. Okay. Uh, while. Uh, you are enjoying life for its full. It's important to be debonair. And uh, thanks to Phil Zangi and all the people at Debonair Cigars for believing in us. And we believe in you. And how to be more debonair and more gentlemanlike is Chuck Morrison. You need a gentleman? Gentleman. I'm a gentleman. You need a gentleman? <laughs> you wouldn't want to call me gentleman. Fasten your seatbelts, switch on your electronic devices, and pop up the valve. You need a gentleman? And this is The Gentleman's Way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with suspension of reality. Never gets old. Time spent smoking a debonair can never be subtracted from one's life. Today, gentlemen... How to ride the elevation at the elevator like a gentleman. 
For whatever reason, even the most courteous of people lose their minds in elevators. Here are a couple tips to help you keep your wits about you and behave debonair like a gentleman. Number one, this is not the survival of the fittest. If you are a gentleman, you are already early and can catch the next one if it's going to be too tight. The general rule is that each person should have one foot of clearance to their from and back while everyone is standing. One foot clearance, shoulder to shoulder. Number two, enter the elevator. You should push your own button unless the keypad is obstructed. Be sure to find a location that keeps the keypad open for the next person. If you are the one obstructing the keypad because the elevator is filled up on your way up or down, you should ask what floor the lady or gentleman is heading to and push their button for them. Nice. Yes. Number three, there should be no phone calls, no groping, no fondling, no PDA, no humping of any kind. What's PDA? Public Public displays displays of affection. Oh, really? Okay. (laughs) Everybody knew that. All contact should be terminated before you enter the elevator. Yes. Number four, last, uh, to get two more. Number four, pay attention to the floor number you were on and announce, this is my stop as the elevator is nearing your floor. That way people can start making room. You're in, you're out with efficiency. And number five is keep an eye and ear out for anyone that may be running to catch the door and be willing to hold it for them. Yeah. That's the Debonair way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. But the question always is, my friends, are you Debonair enough? I finally got one. You got it? I can do that. in the elevator. I am very good in the elevator. I would fail. Yeah? Now you won't. Well, it's all the PDA. PDA. That's your problem. I've never heard that. Uh, Bad News Barry, here's a segment that uh, is gaining some popularity uh, out there. Uh, People want to hear some cigar news. What do we have for you? Uh, This week, we have a few items. Uh, First being Rhode Island, which is looking to raise the statewide tobacco age to 21, introduced a bill this week that would ban smoking at the two state casinos. Proponents of the measure stated that the state would lose no money despite a similar measure in Delaware, which resulted in a $36.5 million loss in revenue. Of course. So they see that they've tested it before and they lost $36 million. And they say, based on that information, it won't lose any money. Ridiculous. The Santa Rosa, California Town Council held their first meeting for plans to ban smoking in multiple family residence and apartments. If the measure passes, it would become illegal to smoke in your own home unless it was a freestanding single-family occupancy building. Oh, God. I'll tell you this. I, uh, my wife and I are buying a condo, and one of the big things is that there's a spot that I can have a cigar room and that I can smoke indoors. And I don't care what the state says, which we're fortunate to live in New Hampshire. I'm going to smoke in there anyways. In the next couple of weeks, the first public park in Dobson, North Carolina, will open. However, there are two things you will not be allowed to do once it does. First, you will not be allowed to bring your dog to the park. And the other is you will not be able to light up as smoking and pets are banned. So what can you do? Smoke pot and uh, <laughs> yeah, pop, PDA, whatever it is? Yeah, put PDAs. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Uh, Washington, D.C. is looking to become the next to join the 21 movement on tobacco. A proposal was introduced that this week that would raise the age to purchase tobacco in the uh, whatever you call Washington, D.C. It's not a state. It's not a city. I don't know. It's a mess. What is it? It's a province. It's a, it's a damn mess is yeah. what it is, if you ask me. And lastly, Princeton, New Jersey passed the first reading this week that will raise the tobacco age from 19 to 21. A second hearing is required before it becomes law. 
okay, so they're telling us it's not good for us, and uh, they don't want to debate it. They just want to say that's the way it is. Uh, any good news, Mr. Jonathan? The good news is we are smoking the Atabe Ritos <laughs> right now, <laughs> and we're drinking champagne, and I'm feeling good. Other than that, there is no good news to report to you, Dave. Do we have a size of this Ritos? What- this is six and one-eighth by 55. 55. Here's my question. So Nelson's sitting down. He's going over the sizes, and he says, let's make it six and one-eighth. Not six. I know the answer Not to this. six and a half. Why six and one-eighth? It's metric. He uh. calls it six and an eighth here, but metrically, it makes sense to him, whatever that metric number is. You know, we're the only people not using the metric system. I'm 55 years old, coming up real soon. And is that why he did a 55 ring gauge to celebrate your 55th birthday? I'm going to go with it anyway. (laughs) But they were teaching us the metric system when I was a kid, and it just never caught on. It just never went anywhere. Still, people go for 5Ks, and we're drinking two-liter bottles of soda and things like that. But uh, short of that, uh, we're going with inches and and, uh, feet and, and miles. So uh, that's has something. And I to think do the two-liter bottle has to do with a lot of the bottling plants are out of the country. Am I wrong? So I think you're wrong. Am I? Yeah, I think they're all bottled here in the U.S. Okay. Well, it was to their best interest, I believe, to go to two-liter from a half a gallon because they give you less, and now they still call it. What about Mexican Coke? Well, Two liters is 66.7 ounces. As opposed to 64? As opposed to 64. Oh, it's actually more. Yeah. So one to two liters, you actually got a little bit more. Oh, geez. Then it doesn't make sense. Go to the half a gallon. Right. Like milk people do. Yes. Like milk stays with the half a gallon. Yeah. Because if they go to the two liter milk, they would have to give you more. Right. The milk people are smart, (laughs) where the soda people are not. Or maybe milk people are local people. They have to be. And soda people can sell around the world. I'm going to say Coca- huh? Coca-Cola that has a sign in the middle of Nicaragua when you're three hours out and there's no reason to have a sign. <laughs> they have a sign. I'm going to go with Coca-Cola might be the smart one. Just saying. Nick was the guy I was with that we drove way the hell out. The first time I ever went out there into Jalapa, Nicaragua. Jalapa. Beasley was with me. And I thought, no, actually, you weren't with me the first, first time I went in uh, – I thought it was a joke. I mean, we're a mile and a half into it, and I'm like, a mile and an hour and a half into it. Nothing. I mean, there was Just nothing. Jungle, jungle, yeah, like, there yeah. was hardly a road. Hardly, it was it was a path in in the dirt. And I go, this is ridiculous. How, is it, we had to get out. Gets lost. Well, we had to no, get out. Take turns. When it went through water and stuff, you guys got to get out. And we got out, walk around, and get on the car wow. and go, keep going. It was the craziest thing. And nope, this is where the tobacco fields are. And like Jonathan said, we are so deep into this. And on the rock, flat rock that's there, is painted Coca-Cola. I'm like, who did this and why? Because you can't buy any. Right. right. And, you know, why is this here? But this thing, marketing and, and promotion of Coca-Cola, it's everywhere. Um, Does this Atabay have a little bit more spice to it? It's a little more strength. A little bit more fuller body. Yep. He he definitely said that he did that on purpose. You'll notice it. It reminds me a little bit of the Brujo size of Atabay, which is my favorite size. This feels like a beefed up version of that. It's a little beefed up. Yeah. Uh, Beautiful, beautiful cigar. I'm loving it. Uh, Last week's question and answer, Barry. All right. Last week we asked uh, about the proposed law which Nevada and Illinois were going to make it illegal to smoke with a person under the age of 18 in the car. Right. And there was a huge social media debate about it. And uh, surprisingly, 
52% were against the proposal, which that is a surprising part, but that it was so close that 48% were in agreement that there should be a law that if someone under 18 is in a vehicle, you should not be allowed to smoke. So it was close, but it still went to the side of do what you want. Do what you want. So what happens? Um, well, I was just curious to see what our listeners would think since it was hotly debated when we posted the original news story. People were like, kids first, tobacco second, and I understand and agree with that. How about rights first? I just think 18 is too high. You know, I don't, think the government, the I don't think the government should get involved anyway in telling us what to do with our kids and, and yeah, what to do with yeah. our own freedom. A car is an extension of our own private property, and they should keep their nose out of it. But I also understand the point that if there's, say, somebody five or less, maybe we shouldn't well, be the age in of, the car. Well, the age of five is the cutoff. Once you're over the age of five as a person, yeah. you are how, no longer susceptible. How about a homeless person that the family's living in the car? Now it's their home. What about a mobile home, which technically is a car, right? right. But it's a home. Yep. How about, like it or not, we have rights and they go first. I agree. And first. somebody's going to, mm-hmm. listen, you don't have the right to kill somebody and people kill people. Mm-hmm and do bad things to people and things like that. It just happens. That's all there is to it. But you have the right to Technically, smoke. at some point, a trailer park home right. was a car. Technically, Technically it was, was a on a trailer. Yep. Yeah. It was, you can't open the door for them because they're going to take more. Right. You give them an inch, they take a mile. Listen, you see somebody smoking with an infant in the car, you just punch him in the face, and then they learn their lesson. <laughs> yeah. You don't need the government for that. I'll punch the guy in the face. Yeah. And this week we asked the question uh, – with the show being five years old, how long have you been a part of the Cigar Authority family? Oh. Have you been with us for less than a year, more than a year, more than two, more than three? Or in Rudy's case, more than from four. the first show. Yeah. yeah. So we want to know how long you've been with us. And that'll be on there. Mm-hmm. Well, we know the growth has been tremendous the past year or so. So mm-hmm. it's, yeah. it's most likely going to go to that direction. But uh, I have a feeling it's going to be... More than two or more than three. The show is flying by. As the, as the five years. You know, my wife said to me, are you exaggerating here or is it five? I said, April 1st, 2010. It's five years. Yeah. <laughs> April Fool's Day. It was how no well, joke. We really did it. How well does she know you? Really? <laughs> All right. What does that mean? <clears throat> that means we're at break time. Okay. So when we come back, uh, we have numbers of the most popular segment of the show, the least popular uh, we'll tell you uh, what they are and uh, what we did as we lived through them. Uh, we'll even go through the calendar of upcoming events and interviews, some interesting things coming up soon, and a short list of the most listened-to episodes. Uh, we're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. Savor this moment, the sparks of conversation, the anticipation of that first draw. Savor the story shared over a cigar like this, a cigar that makes this moment classic. Diavo Classic. Savor a composition of handcrafted Dominican leaf, graced with notes of 25-year-old tobacco. Richly complex, yet remarkably smooth. Savor a harmony of creamy, balanced flavors. A duet of two cigar virtuosos, jazz and cigar legend Avo Uvesi and master blender Hendrik Kellner. A cigar meant to be shared with friends old and new. The Avo Classic. Savor every note. 
visit your local tobaccos or see the complete AVO line at AVO.com. I'd like to file a missing persons report. I've lost my one true love. Uh, what does she look like? She is like no other. Her skin, dark, simply gorgeous. Not slender, but firm to the touch. Well, we'll do everything we can for you, sir. The night we met over a fine scotch, it was love at first sight. Details. I need details, sir. Well, she's about five and a half inches tall. You mean five feet tall? No, inches. Oh, she's a mid, a dwarf, uh, a little person. No, she's a cigar. Ah, right, sir. Is she a Fleur de Lorraine cigar? The cigar that men around the world are falling in love with? Yes. Oh, I've seen this before. Louie! Yeah? Uh, get him a Fleur de Lorraine cigar and a list of United Cigar retailers to carry it. Fleur de Lorraine cigars, simply gorgeous. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailers across the country. Fleur de Lorraine, stop missing out. Mr. John, a shadowed figure spinning tunes on records that do not exist. Mr. John, a young cigar smoker on a crusade to champion the oldies, top 40, and yes, even country, with a host of DJs that operate above the mix. Mr. Jonathan is my dance instructor. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ. Mr. Jonathan is me. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com, your one stop shop for everything DJ and sound production. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com. He reads the dictionary just for fun. He finds the minutiae of tax preparation enthralling. Years ago, at an open mic night, he was paid just to leave. He is the only man to win a staring contest with the Statue of Liberty. He is so uninteresting to women, he was forced to open a cigar shop to sell to men. He's not even a legend in his own mind. He finds himself boring. His family barely pays attention to him, and his mother refers to him as, Hey you, he is David Garofalo, the least interesting man in the cigar world. Not since Zeno Davidoff has a cigar retailer had a brand named after him. The man himself may be a bore, but the cigar isn't. Garofalo is a premium handmade luxury cigar using U.S. shade wrapper and a blend of Nicaraguan fillers and binder. Complex and very interesting. Garofalo may be the most interesting cigar in the world. It once won a longest ash contest without even being lit. You don't light a Garofalo, it lights you. Its flavor expands on your palate faster than the universe. It has been said that this cigar would be phenomenal as a Maduro, except it's perfect as it is. I always smoke cigars, and when I do, I prefer Garofalo. Keep smoking Garofalo, my friends. Hey, Jack, I finally found a cigar magazine that I like. Really? 
What's it called? Cigar Journal. What's so great about Cigar Journal? Is it really different from the other magazines? It is. Cigar Journal is all about cigars. None of the nonsense you see in other magazines. Really? Yeah, it has stories, reviews, and the latest news about premium cigars. Is it a little newsletter? No, I think you'll be very impressed. Cigar Journal has beautiful images, a thick cover, and is strictly for the cigar enthusiast. They cover cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. That sounds interesting. Where can I buy it? Cigar Journal is available at local cigar retailers and on the web at www.cigarjournal.co. That's cigarjournal.co. I'll sign up today. I am tasting. You guys just pear. That's what you said too. I mean, initial light. I, I can see. I can light. see. Yeah. I can see the little sweetness to it. But I have warm raisins. Warm raisins. I'm yep. with this Johnson on the pear thing. Yeah, Dave's a fail. No, it's strong as can be. I have warm raisin taste to it. It's a little sweet. Uh, I can see what you're saying about pear. But you know what flavor you get when you eat raisins on a really low heat? What? Pear. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you get. Yeah. Heat raisins on a low heat, you get there. That was me one time describing cigars. You just couldn't let it go. Best attempt. That's it. So I'm, I'm, I'm not the guy that has these wild tastes, but I gotta tell you, you get. You, it's true. I try. It, you know what it is? It's not. I'm not. A lot of times, you know, we we get people that listen to the show and they come in and they go, "Did you really? Do you really taste those wild and crazy things?" I can't make it up. And unfortunately, people have asked so many times, "Can you let us know well in advance so we can smoke the same cigar along with you when we do it?" But we want to be the first at new things and right. and bring these things on. And we all of a sudden we have a special guest and we want to bring it on. And we, we, we're putting the show together on Thursday yep. for the Saturday show. And even then things change. Things change, right? Yeah. Then all of my a sudden, show sheet that I had for today changed dramatically. Right. And I had to throw the old show sheet away and take the new one. Yeah, because we did it last week because we said let's uh, gear up for this one and have uh, some uh, old stuff. On right. there, so Chuck could look them up. Thank you for doing that, and uh, it's fun listening to that old stuff. I went back and listened to a lot of the old stuff with, with you. Yeah. We're in there, and uh, oh my god, funny because it was so bad. It's funny, it was so bad. Well, Why we thought we were doing something at that point? For me, a few weeks ago it was a trip when you played the episode where I was uh, calling. Yes, when I was doing a, another blog yeah. to review a cigar. It was embarrassing to listen to. I thought it was good. Yeah. You know, and that was a segment we did for a while that we brought different people in. But people that are writers write very well, and they could not have – be on the other side of being interviewed. And we would just struggle and try to get the person to talk. Like, Nick, no problem. You know, yeah. we could have took over the show, and that was fine. And and I'm not a good interviewer. That's not – you know, a thing or something of, of pulling the stuff out and we try our best and we couldn't get it. So we ended up scrapping it. But there was a few people that were decent on there. You being one of them that we, we got a lot out of. And here you hey, go. You just got the seen. compliment of your life. That's David it. Garofalo said you're decent. Yeah. <laughs> I got a couple of them this week. I'm actually worried that my number's about to be pulled. Hey, hey, hey. There we go. <laughs> so, uh, so what is the most listened to show? Now, this would be um, – Something would tease them to to listen to this show for one reason or another, and it's interesting to look at um, what they are. So number 10 was Smoking Blind in the Asylum. That's what we called it. It was on October 4th, 2014. That's Gianna's birthday. 
The guest was Tom Lazuka. So we had a cigar celebrity yeah. that was on. Right. Tom Lazuka was on. People listened and downloaded the podcast, and it was the most uh, number 10 most listened to of all the shows, and there's been 260 of them. Pete Johnson from Tatuaje on 10-11-14 uh, the following week. We had a guest, Pete Johnson, on there. Pete Johnson, rock star as he is, of course. Uh, the Cigar uh, Liberty. There it is. Uh, Cigar of the Year, uh, January 31st, 2015. My birthday. I think that's Jonathan. why that's so highly rated. Well, we had no guests. It was my birthday. But we did name the Cigar of the Year B.G. Meyer. Or maybe yeah. it was the Cigar. We had the contenders. They didn't know which 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 it was. You're seeing all the different manufacturers uh, in the air. Fans. Huge in Florida that, that week. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Huge in Florida. Um, partying with Patel. This is number seven. This was in June 9, 2012. We're going back. Um, this is uh, before Barry was on it. Um, not sure what was discussed, but Rocky Patel yeah, is Rocky the draw. He's absolutely a draw. So, yeah, partying in there, they're probably like, you know, yeah. what's he doing? Uh, number six was uh, just a week or two ago, uh, smoking Regis with a keel oh. in the Cuban uh, conclusion. And, Which uh, is Re interesting. Regis cigars, we got a cigar celebrity there, but I think mm -hmm. the big draw here was the conclusion of my trip to yeah. Cuba. We teased the hell out of that. A lot that of all controversy. Mm -hmm. A lot of controversy. Controversy sells. Yeah. Um, that was on uh, in 2015, so that might have been the the only one this oh two of them this year. The cigar of the year and the Cuban conclusion are in the top ten, and it's a short time because people listen to these for a long time, so they just continue to build. Yeah. So that 2012 one, people still end up going back and listening to that stuff. These things are there forever and ever. I want our advertisers to realize that too. That they, this advertising never stops for them. Uh, number five, uh, former Drew Estate president Steve Saka comes on. He had on. just not been the president. He resigned yes. or whatever the, whatever it was. It had just happened. Yeah. So Having him on was big. Cigar-smoking citizen. Yes. Steve Saka. He went on Cigar-smoking citizen. <laughs> and uh, everybody wanted to hear him. Uh, I, I heard from him this week. Uh, um, number four, Padron family and the news on Cuba. This is when... The the U.S. announces that uh, the loosening of the embargo or whatever. And it's the very first time that Jose Orlando Padron is on a show of any kind getting interviewed in any way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He brought his dad, his, his brother, Orlando. We had the whole family on there. It was their 50th anniversary. And uh, two days earlier is the announcement of it. So that's what we talked about. So I can, I can see that also. Um, number three is the cigar conspiracy. This was uh, in October last year um, where I pointed out a conspiracy. Um, that was October. That was October. It feels like last month. Really? Right? Yeah, it does. The possibility of the consolidation and the collusion or whatever could happen. This is actually totally made up on my part. I, four, I different, four different people high up in their own companies <laughs> were considering retiring at the end of that show from listening to the show. Yeah. You had to, you had and to I, talk two of them off the ledge e and each one. I said, listen, it's, it's totally made up. I'm just, it makes all the sense in the world. You know, it's like Elvis is not dead because you know, and it, whatever right. it is, it's conspiracy theory, but there was a lot of education put into that of the theory that was, that's the cigar conspiracy, October 25th. If you're listening and you didn't catch some of these, maybe you want to go back and listen to them. That was 10, 25, 14 conspire, uh, cigar conspiracy. The number two, 
was Smoke and Mirrors on 8-30, 2014. That had to do with the fake friends. Yes. Buying, buying followers, um, which is another yep. kind of controversial type uh, stand I took there. So we're seeing uh, controversy cells. Controversy cells, right? You know, if, if, if it blood, if, if it, it bleeds, bleeds, it leads, leads right? Yep. <laughs> so uh, very interesting. And uh, so the number one uh, show of all time for us, 2014, the next today. No, the next sellout, 927.14, the, uh, the next sellout. It was the rumors of the people selling out in the cigar industry. Again, rumors of whatever. Some of the rumors actually already came true. It was right after Lucia sold out to General. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe the answer, just looking at this, is instead of it being bad news with Barry, maybe we should incorporate more of those stories in. Well, when they happen, seem- when they happen, but I, I had never put it, you know, kind of talked of, um, you know, rumors that we end up hearing. These are guys, obviously, that are listening to the show that are into the cigar industry, not just an occasional cigar smoker. They're into it, and they want to know what's going on. So uh, we'll try to incorporate more of that because uh, without asking you, this is what you like, apparently. Right. right. So you voted, voted with, your, with wallet. your wallet. Yeah, so we got some information there. Interesting, interesting new episodes. Right now it's time to take a peek into the aging room. Well, I'm okay. going to set this up a little bit All because right. this is – we had done a prelim on Old Fart Freddy that was the very first one. This is the first one after Rafael Nodell approved absolutely it. crazily approved the segment. Uh, so this was the official first advertisement for Aging Room Cigars. Sometimes aging makes a great cigar even better, just like Aging Room Cigars. They're made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobaccos. And here in our aging room is Old Fart Freddy to talk to you about going on a date in a fancy restaurant. Nowadays, you go out to eat in five-star restaurants. The food is cooked to perfection, the meat is tender, and none of the vegetables are touching when the food arrives at your table. In my day, you ate what you killed or found dead on the side of the road. You had to cook the shit out of it but die from whatever disease killed them. The meat was tough and everything became stew. Why? Because we were men. Nowadays, you excuse yourself to go to the restroom where there is a place to sit, things to read, and soft, plush toilet paper. In my day, when nature called, we wandered around the dark, hoping not to step in horse pucky. When we were done, there was a choice to go the ladies' route and use pine needles or be a man and use your hand. We were men. <laughs> Nowadays, your evening may end with a little nookie. You will dim the lights, throw on some Robin Gay, bust out an ultra-thin latex condom, and feel every ounce of her carnal pleasure. In my day, if we wanted to practice safe relations, we would start the groping in complete darkness. We would tie our rawhide rancher gloves onto Mr. Winky with a bungee cord and feel nothing all night long. Half the time, we weren't sure if your partner was in the room with you. But the great thing about rawhide is that it's reusable. It toughened us up because we were men. We were roadkill-eating, hand-wiping, horsehide-humping men. Sometimes, aging makes a great cigar even better, just like aging rum cigars. Made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobaccos, try aging rum cigars from Boutique Blends. Some things are better aged, and some are not. (laughs) That was it, no final say? No summation, nothing. This was early, early on. Horse Pucky and Mr. Winky. Rawhide. Yes. Yeah. Well, nowadays, Old Fart Freddy would say the thing. So, so 
and after that, Rafi Nadal says yes. This um, was this was after he said yes. This okay. was the first official. This was the first commercial. He, he paid for this. He actually paid for it, <laughs> and hasn't looked back since. Hey, listen, I, I smoke uh, I smoked an aging rum earlier this week, and they're phenomenal. You got to try it. The Quattro. Oh my oh. God! There's a reason why it was the number two cigar of the year. It was the number one in the free world, and number That's one right. as far as I'm concerned because Correct. I had a bunch of the number twos. Monte Cristo number two, which yeah. they voted number one, not even close. Not even close. And wasn't isn't Aging Room ranked the number one segment on the Cigar Authority? Yes, yes, it is. Yes. So and it's late in the show. I mean, there's a money well spent, Raphael. Yeah, whatever, whatever. I hope it works for him, and he continues to do it. So I hope it's not all of being nice to David Garofalo, and I hope it works for you and all our advertisers. I appreciate you you taking a chance with us early on. Uh, but it actually works. Right. You know, that's the idea of it. Uh, we want it to be a win-win situation for everybody. Yep. So um, let's look through our calendar right now. Uh, next Saturday is the day before TAA. I actually leave the next morning for TAA. That's the Tobacconist Association of America. I'm trying to get information in advance to tell you what I'll be seeing there and the new cigars coming out for TAA. And Which I will, will make the 18th show that much better because you'll have the information at that point. Yes. April 18th, I'll be after the TAA, hopefully bringing back the cigars, hopefully smoking the cigars, whatever I can possibly get um, in advance that I can get four of. Right. I'll do it. I'll certainly smoke them. If I, if I don't, I'll have smoked one. Uh, hopefully, with a, if I'm going to buy them, I'm going to smoke them. Uh, April 25th is the AVO show. It's going to be live from Seabrook, New Hampshire. Uh, the grand opening of, I'll be back from the grand opening of the Davidoff New York store. They're opening a brand new store there. I'm also going to the Winston Churchill Museum uh, at the Churchill's Leadership Awards dinner. I've been invited. Wow. I'm going. Um, Matt, Madeline Albright is the speaker. It's going to be a big shindig. Wow. And uh, I'll tell you all about that uh, after at that show. May 30th, Nelson Alfonso from what the cigar we're smoking right now. What a good cigar. I want to bring him on and I want to talk about Habanos. Yeah. Because his other business is he works for Habanos. He never wants to crisscross and talk about. Yeah, it's uh, got to be one or the other. One or the other. So what do you think we bring him on and we talk about? What was that date again? May 30th. May 30th. Now, June 6th, Rudy, you may want to take this day off. June 6th. Because Mr. Jonathan is off. Because I won't be here. So if, uh, Barry, you want to get a word in edgewise, that's the show. Because uh, Mr. Jonathan will not be here for June 6th. What are you doing? Vacation. I don't remember. Vacation I think from I, his problems. I think I have. <laughs> Anything okay. with that sex change? What about Bob? What about Bob? Great movie. Uh, June 20th, uh, Nesta Miranda, Tatiana, Jason Wood. The whole gang from Miami Cigars uh, will be here, father, daughter, and son-in-law, um, for the day before Father's Day. We're going to do a Father's Day uh, dinner with them, and we're going to have them in the store all day. We're going to have them on the show, and uh, this is uh, new news that we just found out this week. Nesta Miranda uh, and the whole crew are going to be here. That's June 20th, and we'll have them on the show. Then at night, you have the father-son dinner. Yes. What about father-stepdaughter-to-be? Yeah. I can, would you have an injection if I came with my Is future she stepdaughter? She will be at that time. There we go. And that's all it takes because right now the law is 18 still. Right? Right. 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 For now. For now. <laughs> For now. Um, 
June 18th is the uh, day before I leave for IPCPR, and Jonathan leaves, and Ed leaves, and uh, so we'll have lots of information of what's going to happen, and the following week, July 25th, will be the recap of the IPCPR. Um, follow the Cigar Authority blog, because we're going to be sending everything we can to Barry to post and put up as this thing is going on, little interviews and lots of stuff like you saw last week. So that's what the calendar looks like. Right now, it's take time to take a peek into the asylum with some crazy, insane asylum news. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away, It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars Take No Prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 6x80 Asylum Cigars. The elderly man who died at least 15 years ago was found in bed still wearing... His pajamas. The skeleton of a man complete with pajamas is believed to have lain undiscovered for more than 15 years in an abandoned house discovered in the northern city of Lyle, France. French police are trying to identify the body, which is thought to be that of the elderly owner of the property. The man lived alone and appeared to have no relatives. Authorities found piles of unopened mail in the house dating back to 1996. He was of Spanish origin and was born in 1921, according to French reports. That's insane. That's asylum. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away, ha-ha. Yeah, and that is Asylum, and uh, that gives me a good opportunity to thank, to thank uh, Christian Aroa, Tom Lazuka from Asylum Cigars for, again, uh, coming on early with, uh, we didn't even carry the brand. Right. Yeah. And, of course, we're going to be into the Cigar Authority. We didn't even carry it. So, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm humbled by saying this, that uh, these advertisers that believed in me, believed in the Cigar Authority, the, 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 how the show was going to go. Uh, it was a certain, certain unknown for us of how it was going to go. Uh, knock on wood, everything went well. We have some listeners. It's going good. And I'm glad. And, again, I hope it's an, an asset to them and not uh, the, the thank you uh, that they, they gave me, the gift that they gave me to be an advertiser. I hope it actually really works out. Quick rundown of uh, advertisers that are here. Hammer and Sickle, which we, we tried to get here, but uh, he went to the Night to Remember uh, for Cigar Aficionado um, yesterday, day before. Yeah. So uh, he couldn't make it back. He's in New York. But uh, Eric Hansen, thank you for Hammer and Sickle uh, for being part of it. The folks at J.C. Newman, Bobby and Eric Newman, early on, Jeez, um, you know, I, I don't know what to say. Uh, Debonair, small, small brand, small company, Phil Zangi, I really didn't even know Phil very well at all. He came up and saw the store. We did a, a, an event with him, and he said, I'm on board. And, um, you know, not a company that's making lots of money. I'll tell yet. you, that's a, a guy, that's a guy that lives up to his brand, yeah. Debonair. Yeah, he is a Debonair, Debonair he guy. He is absolutely a gentleman way. and a workout fanatic. While he's working out, listening mm. to the show, of course. on the podcast, doing push-ups, smoking Debonair cigars, 
That is a real man's yeah, man. I know he's listening right now. One more. Come on. One more. <laughs> uh, Rafael Nadal, Aging Room. And uh, Hank over there at Aging Room, too. Uh, those guys. Um, awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, Intragolitis. Uh, that they came on board and said, you lighten your, your, your cigar somehow. And uh, we were br- pretty brand new uh, as far as a retail selling their product and stuff. We were on board. We light our cigars with them. I believe in the product. Great product. Um, and happy to advertise with them and uh, that they're advertisers for us. And I, uh, I stand behind their product. You know, I, um, Asylum, uh, I mentioned. mentioned yeah. uh, the folks at Davidoff, they couldn't be nicer. I mean, my God. Uh, Jim Young and. Yep. Yeah, Jim Young and the whole, all the gang over there at Davidoff. There's the up. There's the. Um, the giant, the sleeping giant that the past couple of years. Uh, really? And I, and I hope that. I had a teeny bit uh, of help to that. I'm sure. Uh, but yeah. boy, they gigantics. Uh, and, and now they're uh, not buying one advertisement from them, they're buying two. With, with Avo along with uh, Davidoff. Uh, Recluse Cigars, another small brand. Uh, look look at um, uh, Scott Weeks yeah. and uh, J.R. Dominguez uh, and Recluse Cigars. we got a segment there with them. And a uh, small company that uh, spends their money with us and can't thank them enough. Absolutely. Uh, Perdomo, we had Nick on here, and he, there he was early on, and uh, just a, a great guy to, to do that with. Uh, Nesta Miranda, which came uh, aboard as we brought Barry on, because Barry Package worked. deal. Right. <laughs> Giggity. Giggity. And, um, you know, we, we're building with them. We have an event with them. We're going to try to make uh, a good value for, for what they put on. The folks at General Cigar with Punch, uh, they're on board with us. Uh, we've been on board with them for me 30 years wow. yeah. 30 years thank you for uh uh giving us a shot here we appreciate it uh a new advertiser la flor dominicana the la flor dominicana studios there we go uh jose dominguez um the folks at classic cigars garofalo obviously That's me you flor de lorraine <laughs> united cigar uh we've kept cigar our- journal Cigar Journal, right? Cigar Journal, who uh, uh, we, we put them on. They ended up saying, okay, we appreciate it. We put an ad in Cigar Journal for you. So we talk about the, the magazine when it comes out, and they said, you know what? We're going to make you a taster of it. And here's the, the reciprocity the that's going reciprocity. Back, of, back and forth, and we're working more and more with Cigar Journal. Um, you know, And the, the couple that have left us, listen, it, it didn't work out. Uh, thank you for giving us a try, and we understand completely, and it doesn't change anything. Yeah. Um, we're just trying to build it up, and we have a few spots left, believe it or not. If anybody ever wants to be part of this, we would love you to be part of it. I believe... Our show and the shows of everybody else, blog sites, uh, this is the future. You know, it people, it, it's, it's not the same. People aren't reading, unfortunately, reading um, print as much as they used to. There's so many ways that can go. I think we hit a direct target. The people that are listening to this, the Absolutely. vast majority are cigar smokers. You couldn't hit that nail on the head uh, much better than you do here. Uh, if you see you consumer, you see a better way for us to do it, you the advertiser, a better way for us to do it, let us know. We're trying to improve, and your help will help us do it. Uh, so thank you all for, for, for this uh, five years, and we're going to continue to go on. Right now it's time for the best tweets of the week, brought to you by who I said, Scott Weeks and J.R. Dominguez from Recluse Cigars, the cigar that was built on social media. That's right, Dave. It's time for the social media segment, brought to you by Recluse Cigars, the cigars that were built on social media. All Recluse Cigars go through eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years to guarantee you balanced flavor. Try a Recluse Cigar today 
And these are the best tweets I saw all week. I, for one, am boycotting Fifty Shades of Grey because it perpetuates the notion that men can change. You can't. You can't. 300-pound armed robbery, armed robber holds up dominoes. He is now rolling in the dough. He's a fat joke. That's right. Uh, winning a fight with your wife is like winning a vacation to Detroit. Do not get too excited. Practice safe text. Use commas and never miss a period. And the best two tweets, because it's our anniversary show. Okay. I got two of them. The best two tweets I saw all week. Good judgment comes from bad experience. Experience comes from bad judgment. And the very best tweet I saw all week. A buttload of underwear would be exactly one pair. There we go. Now that's good. Today's social media segment was brought to you by Recluse Cigars Rolled N2 Bar, the old Cuban way, for an effortless and perfect draw every time. Recluse Cigars. They were advertisers. All right. Geez, great action-packed show. I know we went a little over. Uh, happy Easter, everybody. Those uh, celebrating Passover, happy Passover to you. Uh, thank you for five great years. We got lots of stats here we didn't get to. We'll squeeze some things in next week. Uh, most fun shows. Remember the candy bar and cigar oh, show? Oh, yeah. One of the best. Yeah, you know how the best way to cleanse your palate? It's potato, potato chips. chips. Potato chips. Potato Obviously. chips. Um, lawyers and limos. Were you there for that? No. No. We actually <laughs> all got into a limousine and smoked, and they had a ventilation system. That, oh, yeah, it was crazy. Uh, Nikolai Volkov, the WWE champion. Dave, Dave thought the appropriate hand gesture while Nikolai was singing the national anthem <laughs> of Russia was to do the yeah. Heil Hitler salute. It was phenomenal. Yeah, it was bad. Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival. We've been yeah. a few of those. Yeah. Uh, the Feast in the North End and stuff. we got lots oh, of yeah. things planned coming up. We had some great times. It's been a great five years and hopefully five more or many, many more to go. Next week, the question everybody's been asking since my return from Cuba. What is going to happen to cigars if and when the Cuban embargo ends? We're going to give our opinion on what we think is going to happen when the embargo ends. What exactly is going to happen? What do we think is going to go? How is it going to happen? We'll give you our opinion. People ask me all the time. So the Cigar Authority will be the authority on that. and We'll tell you in advance. Thank you, everybody, for listening today and for the past five years. We do this because we love it. For Mr. Jonathan, Chuck Morrison, Barry Stein, I'm David Garofalo. We're going to miss you, Adam. This show was to Adam. Yep. To Adam. You've been listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And if you've learned nothing from the past five years, <laughs> you should know this. When you're smoking your Atabay Ritos, which comes out in June, always remember, keep the lid end out of your mouth. We'll see you guys back here next week on the United Cigar Radio Network. Take a trip into another world. CAO Columbia, the newest addition to CAO's World Blends, is a delicious addition to the CAO collection. It's the first cigar to prominently feature Colombian tobacco and is a mild to medium-bodied blend boasting notes of toasted nuts sprinkled with briny nuances. Using a tobacco from the isolated mountainous region of Colombia, Aiku Mazinga Tobacco is a unique and rare find that provides a smoking experience you won't forget. For a savory smoke 
that takes you to another world, visit CAO Columbia. Yeah, you want to know what Lenny Clark has to say about Two Guys Smoke Shop? Two guys, the Two Guys Smoke Shop guys are the nicest guys. And I'll tell you, sometimes you go into a cigar store, you really don't know what you're looking for. It's very intimidating. And a lot of times people have a tendency to be arrogant with you, like they know it all. Not the guys. Hey, what? The guys up at the Two Guys Smoke Shop. If you're a first-time smoker or you're looking for a great, go in and see them. They'll put you at ease. They'll make you feel at home. They'll get you the best cigar you can. Can get for the best deal you can't beat it and then whenever i'm in new hampshire again if i'm in high speed police chase or something i'll stop in and have a smoke with those two guys why thank you lenny clark As I make my way to my-